Live from Installation 04, it is Super Gamecast 2. What is going on, everyone? It is Sunday. It is 10.35 a.m. Pacific Time. My name's Aaron Reynolds. This is Super Gamecast 2. This is where we talk about video games. Video game news, video game industry, all that fun stuff. And uh, we got a hell of a show today. First, I want to introduce Bronson Fiore, other half of Super Gamecast. Super Gamecast 2, Super Gamecraft. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, yeah? Po- you know, uh, we have a lovely uh, podcast here to do today. And we have very special guests. A very special oh, talk. yes. I'll, I'm going I'm to skip to the guests. I'm going to go out of order. Hi, we got the writing Spartan here. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, absolutely. So, hi, everyone. I'm the writing Spartan. Um, general Halo Ned. Um, I run a website called halospotlight.com. Um, so I have a lot of involvement with the Halo community and trying to get everyone to share their creations and their interactions with the Halo community so that everyone else can see them. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit of background about myself. There couldn't be a better time right now than to incite the flames of fandom for Halo. So yeah. you are you are in the right place at the right time, and we thank you for your service. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> we we uh, we were on your stuff. It was it was it was really cool. Uh, mm, yeah, fantastic. We we intend to finish five and infinite soon. So <laughs> yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, <laughs> joining us here as well is, is this guy named Parker. I don't know. I don't think anyone on this on this channel has ever heard of him before. <laughs> I think plenty of people have heard of me and some have kind of seen my face eclipsed by the XSplit logo before. <laughs> yeah. Look, you don't, sounds about right. You don't necessarily see Parker, you just experience him. It's it's really it's it's a, it's a force of nature. Um, um it's a one way to put it, yes. <laughs> and to round out our our podcast crew, we've got Emily here, our our wonderful moderator. How you doing, Emily? I am fantastic. Uh, we just came back like twelve hours ago from watching the Spider Man movie, so we're gonna be. Less, yeah, but... This isn't. We're gonna be talking mm. about that on uh, Tuesday evening for everyone who wants to come join us for that. Yeah, yeah, but that ain't for that ain't for that show, right? What? We're doing that next Tuesday, right? Not this coming Tuesday? That's this coming Tuesday. I thought we were waiting until Hawkeye. No, I'll I'll explain that to you. We had to we have a discussion with Aaron for earlier. Yeah, we'll we'll work on scheduling. Yeah, scheduling yeah. in a bit. So uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh this very special show. So we brought on two lovely Halo related guests here. Mm-hmm. Uh Riding Spartan, of course, and uh Parker, as we found out during my entire playthrough of the campaign on Twitch. Uh, was a tester, and he kept it hidden from us the whole time. He's a liar. <laughs> he keeps secrets. <laughs> this game's... Oh, I don't know, man. Not this game's just going to be bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the um, reason this is that we got this crew together is to talk about Halo, not just because Halo Infinite released, but it's been like, what, 20 years of Halo? Yeah, dude. 20 years uh jesus christ i I know it it, you god i remember when halo was the new kid on the block so uh (laughs) i'm gonna you know like well do we want to start at the beginning do you want to talk talk about our experiences our first experiences with halo yes yes uh when you've uh this this goes to uh 
our guest first. When you first yeah. saw Halo, were you blinded by its <laughs> majesty? Say so I was more flabbergasted or dumbstruck, to be honest. Ah, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> How old were you? Um, oh, when when Halo Combat Battle first came out, I was only six years old. Wow, I was eleven. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I was probably about ten. You would have had to have been ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Parker, I believe you are the second oldest here. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, coming in hot at thirty. Um, so yeah, I was about ten when when the first Halo came out. Um, I first experienced the multiplayer and thought Blood Gulch was the greatest map in the world. Um, <laughs> and then finally got around to experiencing co-op, and that was that was it. I was a Halo fanboy from then on. Mm. Um, two is probably one of my favorites, mainly because of story. A lot of lore building, but not too much. And then... Um, uh, big fan of ODST, which is why I absolutely love Infinite. Um, I felt Infinite was, well, we can get into that in a second. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, ODST was my favorite Halo, and mm. uh, followed by two, two and three, I think make probably the best Halo game ever between the mm. story and the gameplay. Um, sure. And then uh, we don't need to talk about four and five. Oh, <laughs> shush. No, don't worry. We're going to talk about four or five. Uh, oh, oh, talk. Oh, we'll talk about it, but the butt hurts coming. I, I, I can tell there's going to be a good uh, good debate going on here because... Uh, uh, we guess. You think yep. four is amazing? Four and five are uh, very underrated and good games. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested in this discussion because I've not played five, but what I, what I played the single player of four, and that I had a good time. Hmm. I, I think that is one of the most underrated Halo stories, is Four's campaign. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I actually remember playing Halo for the first time and not enjoying it. Really? Uh, because I... It wasn't until I got to like sit, really sit down with it for a while with a friend uh, and play the multiplayer for a long time that I got into it. Because mm. I played it at... Uh, this local store that we used to have in town called Game Force. Game and, Force, oh my god. And I played it on the Duke, which already that made this experience miserable. <laughs> yeah, made it amazing. Um, made you feel like the Master Chief. For my, like, tiny, what I would have been at the time, like, 12-year-old hands. <laughs> uh, and then I, and then, like, I, I was, I had played shooters at that point, but it was, like, mostly on the computer. So you like I'm like this control experience is miserable. Why does this man walk so slow? <laughs> this is dumb. Okay, I'm I'm done. And then uh, and a friend who I went to his house and he's like, oh no, dude, we'll play a co-op. There, I have this controller. It's way smaller. And I played it and like I I ended up having an amazing time and we ended up murdering a bunch of marines. But I didn't have an Xbox. So I had to wait for the PC version. Um, oh yeah. So uh, I'm, you know, I gotta ask, what what was everyone's first experience with Halo, uh, Mr. Writing Spartan? We'll start with you. Yeah. So I I actually first started playing Halo um, with my cousin, um, who was <clears throat> a few years older than me, and it was his Xbox that we actually played it on, um, and we used to 
basically just play Blood Gulch um, 1v1 continuously for hours every day. <laughs> I don't know nice. how I didn't get bored um, <laughs> from doing it so much, but yeah, like I remember driving around in, in, in like the vehicles and stuff, and like it completely blew my mind that the map was so big. Um, yeah, those were good times, and then yeah, just more more of one v one lobbies. Really, that's kind of me and that cousin played all the way up until Halo Four together. So wow. yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about you, Parker? So yeah, as I said, a uh, uh, pretty much a similar thing. Just playing it the first time, uh, I think it was four v four Blood Gulch, and it was it was uh, it was life changing in a way because from from then on, I mean, it was like that was now the new standard for for games. Uh, up, I think uh, before that, I, I used to be a huge Medal of Honor fan. And I thought that was like the greatest game ever for a long time. And then finally, here comes a sci-fi themed shooter that's totally right up my alley as far as genres go. And uh, and when I finally got to play that story, I mean, well, it's more of a progression than a story. But mm. it was still, it was like, that, that couch co-op experience is very unique. And I think it's well, something that... Especially at the time. Go on, sorry. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I think is lost in a lot of games these days, even though we have network play, which is is good and good to have. But I think there was just something personal about, about that split screen, doing this with your buddy in the same room, you know, sharing the same piece of furniture sometimes, you know, the whole point of couch co-op. So... I mean, it'd be great to get back to that or something like that, but that, cause I think that was what really sold it for me was the, was the teamwork and the, and the well, going through the experience uh, with a friend. Well, I, I think the, the in-person experience for a lot of games is always uh, more enjoyable. Cause I remember back when Halo 4 was coming out, we did a LAN party here that was um, like 14 people and it's it's always more fun than when you get 14 people on Xbox Live. Like those LAN parties. Like it always is. Sure. Um, now, M, you have an interesting background because you're the only one here, I believe, who hasn't really played much Halo. No. Um, I actually got introduced to Halo through you guys. Oh. From watching oh. your streams. Because wow. I had seen it and I know. You should be alone. <laughs> um, no, because I'm a Sony nerd. Okay. Always mm. has been, always will be. I know. I'm not far. <laughs> That's fine. There's not. There's nothing wrong with it. Just you know. So mm. just <laughs> questionable. I know. I'm a PC boy. I know I'm better than you. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead, Parker. Uh. No, but I had seen Halo being advertised for my for Xbox and all of that, and I was just like, eh, whatever. Mm. It's really it's big on shooters anyway. Bad. Sure. Well, fair enough. I, I mean, we're, I, I want to take you through that those campaigns, like, next year. Um, Absolutely, and uh, I am still all for it. Yeah, because, like... what my schedule looks like for that. Yeah, because, like, you got MCC when you, when you got that Xbox One uh, with mm -hmm. it. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. That would be an interesting experience. 
It will be like I, I'm curious. Watch to... you fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm very curious to see someone who go through those games without like twenty years of perspective, mm-hmm. or you know eighteen right. or you know, like. Um, no, you. I actually had a real old man moment with Halo, uh, like two three years ago. So I used to Uber drive part time, and. Right. I picked up, like, a high school kid who needed a ride home from school. Like, his parents called him an Uber. Um, and, you know, he sees, like, something in my car that was, like, gaming-related. He's like, oh, you, have, you, you know, you play video games? I'm like, yeah, I love video games. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, it's just like, he's like, what do you play? And I'm like, oh, Halo, this, that, or that. I was like, oh, I love Halo. I remember, like, uh, when I was, and he says, like, oh, yeah, my first Halo was, like, Halo Reach. I got it with the 360 for oh. Christmas when I was, like, seven. And I'm like... Ah! <laughs> I'm you melting. It turns <laughs> out. My old friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, At least he started well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I I I very much remember with one thing that was really distinct for Halo was, as someone who like had experience with PC shooters. Um, how it just felt so much like a PC shooter, like the big open environments, that moment when yeah. you first land on Halo and you're like, whoa, hmm. you know, yep. that that was a real big moment. Now, um, I guess so. Everyone here started at Combat Evolve, correct? That is uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess what was the moment where it really popped for you that like this is a special thing? What was it landing on Halo, or was it right from the start, or you know what was it? I mean, for me, like me discovering Halo, I've told the story once or twice on the podcast, so I'll be quick. Uh, but like this was my this game was my introduction to the next generation. Like I had not seen anything of PS2. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, so I was playing Nintendo 64, and I had seen PS1 stuff here and there. Went over to a friend's house across the street uh, for drum lessons or whatever. And after we were done, he's like, you want to see this? And it was just the most mind-boggling thing, just graphically, uh, artistically. I was not a shooter person at all. I was like 10. I was not playing shooters, uh, didn't have a PC or any of that. Uh, so it was just a whole bunch of new things happening all at once, and it was very exciting and different. Uh, so, I mean, I played through a couple times, uh, but I think what really struck me, beyond just the art being different from what I'm usually seeing, uh, lots of blues and uh, greens that were uh, really cool to see. But it was it was that first level. It's that the first level is like, we got to go. We got to run, and you're just going to have to learn how to play this game as you go. Um, from then until uh, it opens up with the ring for the first time, uh, it's a ride. So that was uh, my first impression. Uh, what about you, Spartan? Um, it, to be honest, it's hard to pick what what the defining moment was for me. Um, because I my interaction was shaped so much by me being with my cousin. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say like just being able to spend so much time with him and, pl- and play the game with him made me appreciate the game more as well. Um, I've always said that, like, while I got into Halo Combat Evolved, it was really always Halo 2 that made me a Halo fan. Mm. Um, yes! So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 
it's it's one of those things. Like it's it wasn't really combat combat evolved introduced me to Halo, and that's when I first got into Halo. But I always say Halo Two is what made me the Halo fan that I am today, really. So, so I'll, I'll get to Halo Two after this. Um, I like how for everyone here, Halo at first was an inherently multiplayer experience, be it finding it through a stream or uh, playing it at a friend's house or playing it with your cousin. You know, um, Halo has always been like a real multiplayer focused experience, even when it has a good story and a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of why it um, grew so big and got so huge amongst fans so quickly. Because, you know, you go over to a play on someone's house and they'd be like, hey, check out this Xbox thing and this, this you know, this console by Microsoft that that sounds weird, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, you played the and then they showed you Halo. Um, I had a very interesting experience with Halo because uh, because I didn't have an Xbox until real late, like late 03, early 04. Uh, I played through the entire first one on PC, like, um, and then was playing 16-player Blood Gulch matches basically every day until two came out on Xbox. Um, so. Yeah. But um, I, you know, I want to get to Halo 2. Um. I feel Halo 2 is kind of the st- was the start of the modern console marketing campaign and video game. Like you go to 7-Eleven and they have Halo 2 cups. You go there's a commercial on every day. They did a viral marketing campaign with I Love Bees. You know, they have <laughs> they had that Windows Media Player Halo skin. Like, I would put the uh, I would put the Halo Two marketing on par with uh, with Star Wars Episode One marketing easily. Yeah, uh, same level of hype for Halo Two was there for when Star Wars Episode One came out. Yeah, it it was crazy. You couldn't go anywhere. Like you literally like. Yeah, um, mask was everywhere. So like, you know, what do you you know what do you guys remember the lead up to Halo Two? And the like, the crazy Slurpee cup nonsense. <laughs> Wish I would have kept mine. Yeah, I mm. pretty much just like you said. I, I now that you got me thinking about it, I'm I'm recalling uh, that that time period, and yeah, it was everywhere. I mean, if you 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 knew after Halo Two, kind of what that the Master Chief was a character in a video game. Like, even if you didn't know what video games were, most people had... The the marketing was so intense that just about everybody knew who Master Chief was after Halo 2 came out. Yeah. Uh, What about M? So, as a non-Halo fan, did you you absorb any of that, like, Halo 2 marketing nonsense at the time? Sadly, no, but I do remember seeing all of that marketing, the cups and all that at 7-Eleven, all the ads and all that stuff. So I didn't take it in as much, but I did see them. That was the first time I remember there was a video game movie trailer before like a movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. uh, what about you, Spartan? Because I know you're out in uh, the UK, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so was the was the marketing like as crazy there? Like, you know? I want to say like it's it's hard to recall exactly because obviously I was still a kid back then. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. it was definitely nowhere near the level of 
marketing or hype that the US had. Um, it's really not even up until I want to say really Halo Four that that the UK like Halo went from being a niche title to a somewhat common title for people to play. Um, even like around Halo Reach's time, it wasn't a game that people really played or talked much about in the UK, which I know is quite different than than what the Halo hype is like in the US. So it's interesting hearing you guys talk about it because. <laughs> It was a very different experience over here, um, and still is, um, <laughs> for as, for being a Halo fan. So, um, okay, that that's an interesting that's an interesting perspective to have. Yeah. So you know, Halo Two comes out, and the big thing with Halo Two uh, was it kind of set a bunch of standards for multiplayer. You know, <laughs> like, like it, it was this game that. You know, it was the first game to do that matchmaking thing and the party system, and or at least that I can remember. Uh, you know, the like kids today uh, <laughs> take it for granted that you press a button if with your friends and it finds you a match of hopefully skim- similarly skilled players, and you duke it out on a mode or map you like. Back in the day, there was these things called server browsers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had to like find for one that had a bunch of players in it and had a game and a setting you like and it was just like this big old list of servers and you could use filters to lower it down and then you had to go into it and then you had to pray to god it didn't fill up before your friends could get in yep yeah. now you could do a private server but then you couldn't get randos in so if you didn't have enough friends or players to you know fill it out you were just you know just, you were kind of screwed and had to do the server dance and all this other stuff. Like the only thing that was really good about it was you could choose the exact mode and map you wanted, and that was kind of what Halo One on the PC was, versus like this thing where it's like, hey, we want to play Slayer. We got four people. Press a button. Boom, finds four of the people. Get into a map and go. Um, and that also was like the first time I saw people really get into Xbox Live. Mm. Um, you know, like um. What was the Halo 2 multiplayer experience for you guys? Well, I I can't speak very much on this myself uh, because Halo 2 was the one. I was very much a single player person uh, for 1 and 2. Single player or I was playing with friends, uh, you know, very much offline. We were were not part of the online revolution of this time. uh, So I can't speak much to that. Hmm. My Halo 2 multiplayer experience um, mostly consisted of playing at, like, friends' houses whenever they had it. or Because I, I never... Uh, I, I didn't get any ownership of Halo games until late into the... into the, uh, I guess into the existence, so to speak. Um, <laughs> so my experience wasn't until I got a copy of Halo 2 for the PC... And that is when I started really getting into it. Um, and I've, I mean, Every, I was all... hmm? Everyone loved that release in Windows Vista. No one oh, was mad at it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I thought the PC port was fine, but I eventually found out years later it was apparently really bad and lazy and oh well. Yeah, yeah. I remember just that being the weirdest thing at the time because... 
You know, like, I remember, like, watching that E3 and Microsoft coming out and being like, and Windows Vista is going to help, you know, help with video games. And I'm like, uh, games for Windows Live. And we're putting Halo 2 out on it. I'm like, isn't Halo 3 out in, like, three months? What are you doing? <laughs> I, was, I was happy to get that copy and to finally start playing Halo again because I was still a PC gamer. I, I didn't own my first Xbox until... Uh, 2011. So, hmm. I, I I was actually like super mad that that thing had maps that didn't come out on the original one. Like it had. Oh two, yeah. It had like two or three maps that were like exclusive to Halo 2 PC, and and uh, funny enough, I would play those maps in the MCC and find out they were bad, and I actually wasn't that upset about it then. Hmm. <laughs> so. Mm, the Halo 2 Xbox version of the. Uh... Halo 2 multiplayer map pack disc as well. It had, mm-hmm. it was, sorry, it had where you play what? Uh, it was a multiplayer map pack disc. That was oh, like a, right. Disc. See, yeah, see, I because I had Xbox Live, I, like, just downloaded those. Mm. I was like, damn, what, you know, why would you buy this product if you had, like, and then, and then it dawned on me, like, oh, right, people are not on this service. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Halo 2 was, like, the game that also got me... I got in that game real competitively, like, you know, I actually looked up my Halo 2 stats, because you still can if you have the same gamer tag, and I apparently played almost 6,000 matches, and I have had over 25,000 kills, and was, like, playing it every day, and I played competitively and made some money at locals, and, like, that... that I almost played nothing but until I got really into World of Warcraft and the three and also the 360 came out around the same time. Like for for a solid like year, it was nothing but Halo 2, and then it was like Halo 2 and World of Warcraft splitting time, and then finally Gears of War came out. Mm-hmm. You know? and it it was it was this like it just. Like, the party system, and then, like, the social aspect. Like, I made some of my closest friends playing that game. Like, I went to, um... I met a friend from that that plays that that I met in Halo 2 that we played that game and then played Halo 3 and reached for years, and then we didn't meet till I went into my first PAX and we went to Halo Fest together. Uh, like, and it was, like, this weird, super cool moment. Yeah, that's something that I found quite fascinating about the Halo community is the online experience grew. Um, the fact that people, and I mean, for me, I kind of got a little exposure to that with other online gaming, getting in a PC, but I, I think Halo really set that, that new precedent of actually making friends and lasting friendships over a video game. I mean, first started with what I mentioned earlier with the co-op, and then now with multiplayer and networking being what it is today, um, it's amazing how far it's come. But well, also, you know, stories like yours, I mean, it's it, there's thousands of them out there where people are like, yeah, it's my best friend we've never met before. Uh, d- well, so that that's actually, you know, and I imagine Spartan for sure has this one. Have you guys met friends, especially internet friends, over Halo? Oh, over Halo, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, but... I've got a ton of uh, 
couple of close friends that I still speak to now um, that I met in the 360 days um, over Xbox Live. And yeah, I got this pretty much they're all connections in my life at the moment are in some way related to Halo and, or another. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how much impact the game can have on your life, especially when you take a step back and and have a look at how many things are actually connected to that initial kind of step into playing Halo Combat Evolved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what one thing like uh, that's how I met one of my I mean that's how Aaron and I became friends, right? It was like it was like social distortion, Halo, and hot girls in our theater class. Yeah, those are the three things. Uh, but that also um that we joined for that year. That was the same year that Halo Three was coming out <laughs> right like could not and have been more perfect that couldn't have been better uh and i know we're getting to halo 3 here in a bit but you want to talk about marketing campaigns right Oof. um no and yeah like the halo and you know halo 2 to this day still has the best maps of the entire halo franchise in my opinion for if we're talking mm. multiplayer like zanzibar lockout midship uh, would do well to uh to import those maps into Infinite. I think a, a version of Lockout and Zanzibar and Infinite would be awesome. Um, Lockout is such an incredible damn map. But yes, they, yeah. they, need to, they need to have all, all of those mm -hmm. like, save the multiplayer conundrum that's going on. If well, you're going to make it Infinite... Just bring all the maps in from all the Halos. <laughs> just do all of them. Plug yeah. And coagulation. They are that, two different that's... maps. Fuck you. They are not the same. Yeah, no. Don't forget Valhalla as well. Yeah. No. Sure. Uh, yeah. I enjoy Valhalla. Valhalla's awesome. Valhalla is just a cheap Chinese knockoff of Blood Gulch. Sometimes. Okay, let's call it for what it is. Sometimes Look. that cheap Chinese knockoff can be good. <laughs> It's okay. That's that's what this keyboard it is. It is a seven. it's a cheap mechanical keyboard from China, but it's <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> um. So. So yeah, I you know, and then one of the big controversies of Halo Two was its uh its ending. How did how did kind of everyone feel about that? Yeah. Loved it. I was. Yeah. I was. I I mean, I felt like empty. I felt like it was like it's not over yet but that was the best part was that mm. it's not over yet there's more to come and mm -hmm. so and, and and along with the halo 2 the halo 2 soundtrack it's real fire other, it's other real. groundbreaking moments uh brought to us by halo halo 2 set the standard i think for no not really set the standard let me rephrase that uh, ushered in the era of the uh, cinematic gaming soundtrack. Um, I, I, I would say that it was Halo 2 that really showed that, yes, I, this is what happens when you put a full orchestra behind your your game uh, soundtrack. I think that there were that a lot of games around the first Halo did that, but Halo 2 definitely does have a great soundtrack. Uh, you know, like, I, I look at, what like... What games were those again? Like, Final Fantasy X, Metal Gear Solid 2... Like Metal Gear Solid 2 got uh like Henry Gregson Williams I think worked on it, you know like they got you know they but they were they were all those all those games came out in 2001 like the first Halo uh because I actually prefer the Halo One soundtrack to 
uh, two to just listen to, but I think two soundtrack is better in its actual game. Um, yeah. So, well, and the other thing is one, the Halo one soundtrack kind of gets vindicated by Halo three. Um, because what, what Martin O'Donnell did with three is he basically took Halo one and just updated it. And Marty but also kept it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, what, what about you, uh, Spartan? What was your take on that Halo 2's lovely ending that everyone yeah, I was, liked? Yeah, I was really mad about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, it was hard enough for me to get time to play games, and then it was like, oh, great, this isn't the end, so I'm probably going to have to save up more money. And <laughs> everyone knows saving up money as a kid is not the easiest thing to do. Sure. Um, so I was... Never is. I was super mad. Superman, but you know, saving I, money as a twenty-year-old sucks too. Yeah, true. Or uh, just saving yeah. money any just any time. Money. Money. Yeah, saving money in general. Uh, no, it it was it was real cool when Halo Five came out, and I was old enough to pay for the game without worrying about it. Oh, uh, yeah, that was that was nice. I I enjoyed inputting my free Steam code for. Hey, yeah, Mister Mister QA over there. I mean, I, I got reviewed. Let's see them. Let's see them give you currency to get those get those shades. Oh, they did. Paid seven dollars for the color red. I feel good. <laughs> um, so. I gotta wait a week. Tell about that. <laughs> I've got. I've got to either get to level ninety nine in the battle pass to get what I want, or I've got to wait for the shade that I want to come in through the store. Well, let let me tell Double you. you can grind out in the campaign. Uh. Yeah. Let let me tell you, uh, jumping the infinite real quick. Uh, I've pl- in the three weeks I have had that game to play. I've played for over seventy hours, um, with about eighteen of that being the campaign, and okay. I am level seventy in the battle pass. So okay, holy shit balls. Mhm. Mhm. I got a problem. <laughs> so uh yeah so i remember that i remember like play i didn't finish the halo 2 campaign in one shot i was switching between multiplayer and campaign multiplayer campaign and i remember finally getting to the ending and i'm like what the fuck was that can we can mm. we go back to the beginning of halo 2 real quick sure yeah i just i wanted because i know nexus 3 and i just i wanted to put in there um so as controversial as the ending can be for some people, mm-hmm. um, I do just want to point out that feeling of of playing that first couple missions in Halo 2, that was an awesome experience for me. I still didn't own an Xbox at the time, and I only got to play. I, I actually the similar story as you, Bronson. I, I got to play pieces of it over time. Um, but I remember playing those first couple missions, and that was a nice feeling of we're back. It's it's continuing the story, and we're on Earth now. Like the stakes, shit just got real. Okay, <laughs> you just came back as Master Chief. You're you're getting debriefed, and the Covenant just showed up to blow all the shit out of the sky. And now you're taking the fight to the surface of Earth. I I when the Halo game felt like, oh God, the stakes are here now. Well, there there there's two things I remember about the opening of Halo Two is, uh, one is the Arbiter part with you know that the 
you know, the, that line, were you blinded by its majesty, him getting the brand, all that other stuff. And then I remember doing the earth levels and then getting switched to Arbiter and having two opinions come into my mind, which was, what the fuck is this? This entire campaign supposed to be on earth. Um, that, because that was the whole marketing campaign, protect earth. All Earth. Mm -hmm. That's all that it Halo was. Halo Two was like the the Bungie's version of Halo Five's marketing. That's exactly what I thought at the time, bro. Thank you. Um, you know, hunt the truth, my ass. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so we. Yachty, more like. Oh, you know, so. But the Arbiter ended up being really cool. He was a very key part of that story. You got to see the Covenant's perspective. The fact that he had camo instead of a flashlight was, like, unfair as hell and awesome. Yeah, and you all can deny that you squealed like little schoolgirls when he teamed up with Johnson at the end. Um, <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that was awesome. That was super that cool. Was like, that was the best part of the game. All the build-up to the game to that point, that was probably the payoff right there. Yeah. Or, you know, you do the final boss fight, which is awesome, and then you get the cliffhanger, so... That boss fight uh, as, was a, as a narrative, as a, as a writer myself, I'd say narratively wise, two is very strong. Hmm. Something of a writer. There's also um, the scarab gun and skulls as well, which yeah, I think little, yeah, for first first game to have the skulls and the scarab gun, uh, you know, for first first for a lot of stuff uh, that would kind of be cemented in. The, yeah, you know the. The unlimited ammo sword in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, the the glitches. Oh, sword at all. You know the 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 glitches in multiplayer. BXR, BXB, um, the super jumps. You know, a mm -hmm. lot, lot of lot of fun memories. You know. The splatter of alien gore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the vehicle boarding. Halo 2 was also interesting because that by far that game basically got made in like ten months. You know, like that game, like if if you go and that's uh, impressive. Yeah, like if you go and watch any of the multiple documentaries about that game, or even that new Xbox documentary, an entire episode of it's about Halo, and they talk about mm -hmm. how like yeah, this game ruined marriages, and like <laughs> and like all this other stuff that like happened to that dev team to make it out was on the, time man was the campaign clock time on that one again wasn't it upwards it was north of 10 hours wasn't no it? no it was not we oh, it's not dude uh aaron you and i did that co-op recently that was three sittings three and a half uh, yeah something like that so it was about eight hours six to eight Weird, because I remember it feeling like it lasted longer than that. But I guess um, the mission progression. Let's find out. We also kind of beeline through it. Yeah, yeah we did gonna, for I, sure. Just... I mean, so... it's definitely one of, it's definitely the fattest of all the Halo games, I believe, narratively speaking. Um, so it's it is uh, according to how, how long to beat the average player finishes it in about uh, nine and a half hours. So yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, so uh, hours. So I actually ha I actually pulled them all up. So uh, Halo Two is uh, nine hours. Uh, Halo One uh, is about ten. Mm -hmm. Halo Three is about eight. Reach is about eight. 
four is seven and a half. ODST is six and a half. Um, where's five? Halo five. Two. Um, no, eh, it's 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 <laughs> definitely one of the shorter ones. Um, Halo That's five. Only an hour and a half of narrative, which is insulting. Uh, it's eight hours. Yeah, there's it's well an hour and a half of cutscenes, but there's a lot of in-game chatter in that game. Um, so. So all of the Halos except ODST are around eight to ten hours. ODST and Infinite. Um, all right. Infin- yeah. yeah, Infinite perfectly fine. Four. So. Uh-huh. Actually, Infinite can be Infinite can be as long as you want. Right. So. Uh, so that was Halo Two. So now Halo Three. The world's most intense marketing campaign. <laughs> Um, yeah, credit where due. Um, finish the fight still gives me chills to this day. So yeah, I would say that was a pretty decent marketing job. It, done it, that little video. It's 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 also like forever in the franchise. Like it's 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 even brought up in Infinite multiple times. You know, mm. and it's it was you know. On TV, that that you know that commercial with the uh, diorama, um, yeah, believe, you know that like you that could. That one was also very good. It wasn't just advertised at Seven Eleven; you could buy it at Seven Eleven. Right. Uh, like you had, uh, you know, like dude, it was. It just took over. Like I have. N- to this day, I don't think you know Mountain Dew Code Red, right? Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, like get your diabetes and exciting new flavors. Yep. Uh, we went so, to the we went to the the game crazy that was attached to that Hollywood video and all the time, and there would just be like Halo items everywhere. Yeah, t-shirts, figures. Yeah. You know, I remember it being the first game to have like a big ass collector's edition that was way too much money. Yep. Um. <laughs> you well, know, I still have it. That helmet is up there on that shelf. Right. Oh my god, really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's That's like, it really set a standard for collector's editions. Right Sorry, what, Parker? You should have that on display right now. Why is that not in your background? Because right. I don't want to, like, climb to the top of the shelf and set it up. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, no, no, like no, you're supposed to put it on. Uh, you, oh. can't, you can't wear it, remember? <laughs> It's, yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> I am not a cat. That is a helmet that maybe a cat could wear. But even then, it's too big. Yeah. So put it on your cat. <laughs> Fair point. Okay. Um, You're you welcome. What, what plush have you got? You got a couple of plushes back there. Is that a Snorlax? You can put it on the Snorlax. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh, Nintendo yeah, and... Uh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Nintendo and Microsoft collaborate to put Snorlax yeah. in a Master Chief helmet. Three four three. I would pay for a Snorlax skin in game. Yes. So so you said the marketing for Halo two or Halo three was a little different out in the UK, right? Uh yeah. I mean, pretty much the same as Halo twos. To be honest, there wasn't really a whole lot of marketing uh, in the UK at all. Um, <clears throat> I remember it being quite difficult to even get an Xbox three sixty at the time, just because there wasn't really that many on sale. In the UK, so you're um, chip shortages then. 
Yeah, well, yeah, the, I guess it was kind of similar to what we're going through now with the Xbox Series X, but um, yeah, we had none of the cool promotional materials. We didn't have any Code Red game fuel. We didn't have any cool like movie cups. We we had none of that really. Um, that's that's so weird to think about. Um, I mean, even now it's it's a similar situation with Infinite. Trying to be a collector in the UK is just impossible. Like you can't be a collector outside of the US because there's so much US only stuff. Oh, that sucks. Well. Hmm. To be fair, Halo Infinite's marketing campaign here isn't that. If you live here, uh, it's not that big. It really is. Right. It, it, it hasn't reached those levels in a long it, it's time. It's clear that they put money into the actual game itself more than the marketing. They... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about kind of the overall scope rather than just the marketing oh. as well. I talk about, like, for example, the Series 1 figures for Halo Infinite. We didn't even get the full set of them in the UK. Like, we straight up got told we're not getting all of the figures. That sucks. That oh, sucks super never. hard. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> but it is what it is. It, it, it's very similar to how in America it used to be really hard to get Nintendo merch. Mm. Um, now, now it's not, but like there was a long time up until like even a couple of years ago where the only real time you could get Nintendo merch was, okay, go to the World Store in New York or just don't. Mm. You know? Like, I remember I was, like, in a Hot Topic once, and I saw, like, a Mario shirt, and I freaked the fuck out. Because I was just like, yeah. oh my god. And I think <laughs> if you're a StarCraft fan that lives outside of South Korea, you probably don't get as much access to collectibles. Actually, Blizzard, uh, their store is stacked, dude. Oh, good. Like, if you, if you want StarCraft clothing or figures or whatever, they got it for you. Um... You know, like, yeah, like, the, I just pulled up, out of curiosity, I just pulled it up. Like, yeah, they have, like, framed art, sandals, phone cases, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you can get your StarCraft on real easy. Um, yeah, they have a they have a 10-inch Artana statue. It's actually on sale right now for 24 bucks. Um, so, yeah. All right, now to discuss everything wrong with Halo 3. Uh, you mean how it's basically a perfect video game? <laughs> well, let's be careful where we throw the P word around. Um, that game, uh, considering where the story was at that point, they wrote an ending, and it was a good one. And... Yeah. So me being a campaign boy, primarily, uh, kind of like Aaron in that regard, um, mm -hmm. I felt that there's a lot that the story did right, and there's a lot that it could have done better. Um, I felt that three compared to two was way too quick. Um, I, I thought that it was just, but for what you, what you got in it, there are a lot of memorable moments, like standing there on the on the arc, and uh, forward unto dawn shows up to drop off tanks. That scene is epic. And I was hoping for something like that in Infinite, but maybe next time. Um, or next campaign DLC, whatever, however mm. they go about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's got a lot of cool moments, and it does actually have a, an ending, which is nice. It, it, you could honestly, if you're for your personal Halo headcanon, could honestly end with three, and that's that. Uh, Master Chief floats off into space at the end. So I like it for that. 
it did what it was supposed to do. But it felt like the uh, development team was more focused on the multiplayer aspects since that's where all the money comes from. And I just I felt the story suffered because of that. I think hmm. the story was fine and that campaign played great. Uh, you know, they open up in that jungle level and expose you to the new mechanics uh, and the weapon feel. You know, you, you get caught. They catch you up on everything real quick. Um, yeah, like, I, I thought that story was good. I, I loved the ending. Um, you know, I, I, I yeah, I had, I had a great time with it. Um, what, what about you, um, you know, Aaron? What, what was your take on Halo 3's campaign? I mean, I, similar to to what we've said, is I, I think it, I think it's good. Uh, it's kind of just what I expected to go into a Halo campaign for. Um, got a taste of everything, and at the end, you grab that warthog and you just drive as fast as you can to try and escape destruction. Best, That's exactly what I was hoping for. Best ending to a Halo game for sure. Like yeah, away. yeah, that Warthog run was very memorable, and of course, got to make honorable mention of the soundtrack, uh, yep. which was very mm -hmm. good. Yes. Um, again, borrow taking taking one and basically giving it the two treatment uh, was very smart. I, I put Halo Three soundtrack in the top three. Mm. So, like, yeah, could they could they do more? Absolutely. Could they have added more missions, uh, made that campaign longer? Absolutely. I would not complain at all. And would it probably be better? Yes. But um, uh, for what no. all we got? I'll yeah. capitulate on that. It could have actually been worse if they added. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. About it. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, would have been great. But at the same time, my expectation still would have been high that it would be quality story and that it wouldn't turn into padding. And so. Right. Mm -hmm. They could have padded maybe one more hour, but quality, sure. But for what it is, it does a good job of finishing the story. It, yep. it, uh What's the phrase? Finishes the fight. It finishes the skirmish. The the hmm. hmm. Finishes the fight it, until it, the it, next one. It oh, end, okay. it ends yeah. the brawl. <laughs> for now. Um. So um. Now now what about the your perspective on that, uh, Spartan? I have a very strange relationship with Halo Three. Um, mm. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, when it comes some, to, I've seen some opinions on Twitter. Go on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like Halo Three in two thousand and seven. I probably would have gave a nine out of ten mm -hmm. because it introduced so many new things to Halo. Right? You got theater. You got Forge. You got file share system. You got loads of custom games options. Better Xbox Live options. Um, the new ranking system that worked better and better than ever. Um, Four player co-op. Yeah, there was there was tons of stuff right that the Halo Three introduced to to the franchise. So I feel like that gave it a lot of points. Mm -hmm. um, but now those things are kind of staple in the franchise. I kind of look back on Halo Three and I think, well, the campaign level design for me was incredibly boring. It was very a to b there wasn't really much exploration it, it was very compact the the narrative was very predictable um some characters got treated a bit um they got put on the back bench a bit uh which is a shame because halo 2 did a really good job i thought at balancing all the characters and and making them all feel like part of the universe and i feel like halo 3 kind of just threw that out uh yeah. to focus on Kind of the Master Chief and Cortana. Um, 
and yeah, the multiplayer experience just wasn't great. As as someone outside of the US, um, it was abysmal. Uh, the the ping and the the latency was just unplayable most of the time. Um, so yeah, I I unfortunately do not rate Halo Three very highly at all. It's actually <laughs> my least favorite Halo game. Wow. Um, I saw something else recently say similar, and and what's funny, uh, Spartan, is you just basically, you just basically spelled out my feelings, uh, but I mm. just I couldn't quite put it into words because you're right. That's why Hate Two is so good because it's more character driven and character focused, and mm. then Three just kind of forgets that. That's that's the thing that I'm missing. So thank you for bringing that up. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's no problem. There it is. Yeah, we went back to mostly Master Chief and Cortana, which was okay, but it was like two two set the standard high, I think, for Halo narratives. And I don't think they quite have come back to that level yet. But we'll get into that as we get on to the next game. I, I think that's why uh, I think that's why it didn't bother me so much because that's all I care about is Master Chief and Cortana. Everyone else, I'll enjoy. That that's that fine. that's that's actually probably yeah exactly the same because like I liked Arbiter but I didn't need him, and mm. like that's that's kind of why I like through so much because like Halo in my brain is always very much Chief and Cortana like that's mm-hmm. that, that is what this is to me, um, which is part of why I like Infinite so much. Um, you know that's Chief and Weapon, and a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, Pilot. Um, so, you know I as <laughs> more the more multiplayer person. And last night, I like went. I had played a little bit of each Halo's multiplayer, before to have them all fresh in my mind uh, for this. And uh, if you lived in America and you did not have ping issues, Halo 3's multiplayer is the best one by a fucking mile. Mm. It is so goddamn good. Uh, it's like my only complaint is I wish it had Halo 2's maps. It, right. it does have a couple of them, but I mean I want all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel this is the game that switched me from single player to multiplayer. Um, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean that's this that game is where this podcast got started. That's where, <laughs> that's where we started. This we started GameCraft was not super, just GameCraft in a Halo Three multiplayer lobby. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I actually got so good at Halo Three at one point that I was intentionally because my little brother was like, "Oh, let's play Halo for like the billionth time this week." And I I just got so jaded with it that I would purposefully get the pistol, which is the most garbage pistol in all the Halo games. Yeah. And I made it a point to make sure that was my favorite weapon at the end of, at the end of each screen that that's what popped up, so everybody knew. Yeah, I won. I also killed you using the stupidest weapon <laughs> in the game. Nice. I. I like just the weapon balance feels good. Like every like, they fixed a lot of the problems from Halo Two of like the sniper rifle being this ungodly weapon of destruction to being a balanced power weapon. Uh, the battle rifle feels great because you know you actually have to lead shots. Uh, you know, like you have all these small changes to improve upon Halo Two, and unlike Halo Two, it has a really like it has, they lowered the skill ceiling a little bit, but they upped the but they, and they also lowered the skill floor a little bit. So in Halo 2, if a veteran player is playing a new player, the new player is just going to get dominated the entire time. 
-hmm. Like, especially if that person knows BXB, BXR, and the super jumps. Like, they're just going to get railroaded. In Halo 3, a new player has more of a chance. Uh, And, you know, that was a nice thing. Because, yes, the more skilled player, in my opinion, is almost always going to win in that game. But they at least gave newer players a chance. Um, I felt equipment was a good addition, other than the bubble shield always deploying too late and protecting my corpse. (laughs) um but yeah so i drop wall what same bullshit with the drop wall the drop wall is even worse because it's like not as good as the bubble shield oh i'm I'm like i'm a corpse twice by the time that thing (laughs) yeah yeah so so arden i i'm curious now with with so peeing issues aside are you able to give in a, uh, your opinions on the gameplay aspect of Halo 3? Multiplayer. Um, I despise dual wielding. Um, I think it ruins sandbox balancing completely, especially in Halo 3. Mm. Um, half of the weaponry is useless on its own. Um, you mainly just have people running around with battle rifles, and in my opinion, if there's only one weapon that everyone wants to spawn with and use, that's bad sandbox design. Um, power weapons are, are, are quite balanced. I like equipments as well. And I thought the thing the thing about me is I like playlists to be right. Uh, I like a good divide between social and ranked playlists. And Halo Three is the only game in the entire franchise that seems to have got that right. With Reach coming a close second, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, but playlists are like one of the most important things, and it's what. I think it's what's letting Halo Infinite down at the moment as well as the playlists. But that's, um, that's a whole other kettle of fish. That's, that's still quite a dissenting opinion on Halo 3, so it was nice uh, having nice. you as a guest. We'll probably uh, see you <laughs> over again. Uh, no, it's mean, good. It's great. No, we, do, we do appreciate your thoughts, though. Uh, it's going to be The thing real. is, with Halo 3, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just... I, I just can't enjoy playing it because of the... The low skill floor and low skill ceiling type deal. Um, mm. It's we'll get onto competitive Halo more so when we get to Halo Five, and I start ranting about that. Um, but um, I, I, Halo Two was my favorite Halo for a reason. That's all I'll say. And it's it's that reason that made me dislike Halo Three. <laughs> um, I I I don't dislike Halo Two, but like Halo Three. Especially after replaying, replaying them all this year, and then also putting a ton of hours into MCC multiplayer this year, uh, okay. Halo Three is probably my favorite one. Like mm. it used to be Reach, but then after re going through them all, it ended up being Three. Um, so yeah, I definitely prefer Reach over over Three. What for for casual play? Um, yeah. Uh, Reach and like I don't know what happened to Bungie's map design. Like after two, it just got progressively worse. Like <laughs> like I like now we need no map design. It's just yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. Players make map now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that was what it was like for the playlists, right? Because there was just forge maps everywhere in Halo like, Reach. Like <laughs> that's all it is. That's why I hate <laughs> it's like oh man, I'm in this grassy field again. Cool. It's, it's all the same crap. Just oh, the boxes are aligned this way this time. Wow. Oh, they decided Man. to make a maze with this one and put vehicles in compact areas. What an amazing, <laughs> just well thought out design here. 
Yeah, I feel, Halo 5 also got a little bit of that problem in its matchmaking as well. Oh, the doubles match were horrendous. <laughs> so, yeah, I... And then, you know, you you look at, like, Forge, all the dumb shit you would make in Forge. Like, I made, like, a... Jenga. What? Jenga, the custom <laughs> games yes. uh, yeah. thing in Halo 3. I used to love playing that. Griffball, man. Yeah, I think Griffball. 3 had the best uh, best Forge and, and uh, unique play for that. I enjoyed racing. Racing they, was they, cool. they would have racing leagues in Halo 3. I, I had friends who made like these port basically portal puzzles in Halo. That oh, was super cool. cool. Yeah, like uh, like he'd always like pull me and was like, I need you to test this puzzle map. And I'm like, oh fuck, Christ, okay. <laughs> and of uh, course, like with with Forge came incredible and somewhat questionable screenshot art as well for the file share. Oh yeah, the remember Bungie <laughs> had like a weekly uh, like set of screenshots. I always looked at those; they were so cool. Yeah. Um. So and then Halo Three got an expansion pack. Basically, it's what it was intended to be, but Microsoft made it a full box product. Uh, ODST, you know, like mm-hmm. Firefight. Firefight, very, man. Yeah, like uh, Firefight, a very good campaign. Pro- the only Halo I preferred to play single player. Like as a whole, just because of like the moody and noir atmosphere and everything, um, a baller ass soundtrack, yeah, the best, definitely up really? there. But at the same time, it's also very different. So you know, I, I think when you're putting top three, top five soundtracks, it, with the Halo, it's so diverse because there's so much difference in the variety of style and tone, um, but they all land perfectly. I don't think there's any of them that get out of, uh, well, we'll talk about four later, but uh, as far as ODST goes, every single piece of soundtrack is on point. Every single uh, track strikes the perfect mood at the right time. And it's, I mean, deference into darkness. uh, I mean, that track is so memorable that I can remember its name, so that speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, yes, the gameplay, I liked not being a Spartan for once and actually feeling vulnerable and just kind of writing a, a side character, you know, while Chief's off saving the day in Halo 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, all, all this stuff with the AI and the city, how it would direct you to stuff was really neat. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so... the, the radio play as the, as the side quest story. Yep, that was really neat. Um, mm-hmm. So, so and that that uh, that game actually got two books that were basically sequels to it in their own right. Um, I'm actually I just finished one of those recently. Um, uh, so, what was your take on ODST? Because like I was, I thought it was a good game. I just was also kind of mad that it was a sixty dollar like they tried to justify it as its own thing. Sure. Uh, uh, like that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, to be honest, I only played it like a handful of times because I didn't think it had great re- replay value for a campaign. But mm. I played Fire Fight like a hell of a lot. Yeah. Like no. So much. Yeah, and I think I, I think it was it, it 
felt like you didn't get your money's worth comparatively to other Halos, but at the same time, it did introduce a new multiplayer mode. Um, and then it did also deliver an original story with an all-star cast of characters. So. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and then you you got the... Um, Maybe it should have been marketed for 45 bucks. I don't know. Yeah, like a 40... It felt like a $40 game about... And also I was mad that the Sergeant Johnson skin for Firefight was locked to pre-orders. That was some bullshit. Yeah, I remember yeah. walking around the Sergeant Johnson, like, floating the skin. Like, hell yeah, I pre-ordered the game. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I, I saw people walking around, and I'm like, oh, you get it, and you get a pre-order, and I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, so that was, you know, that was ODST. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like it was a cool, it was a cool thing at the time. Um, yeah. But it definitely was, like. There really of, isn't anything wrong with it, so. No, it, the, the, it, yeah, like, I feel like. The like a couple of the environments can get a little too samey, and it's short. But like, yeah, it wasn't meant to be a full game, you know. So right, you know, they they Microsoft was like, Can you just turn this into a box product, please. We need something <laughs> besides Forza for the holiday. Yeah, sure. I mean, they they gave us a character driven story along with more lore building and an amazing soundtrack. I mean, ODST really, I, I feel, is that underrated hidden gem that that people you, you know what there is a good comparison um it's like solo a star wars story getting snubbed because it released so close to to last jedi and we don't need to get into that controversy well it's like people had their expectations set high halo 3 had knocked it out of the park here's this game about non-spartans coming in and it's 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 not master chief and cortana i hate it and it's like well okay I'll I don't think people hate it. Universe out there. I don't think they hate it either, but oh. it's like it's clearly does not get the love that I feel it deserves. Right. Like I, I think it's one of those games that uh that that it's 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 good. It, it's just it it's you know, it it just it's right next to Halo three and it's always gonna have that comparison and it's not a full game and then you know, a lot a large part of the Halo community only plays it for multiplayer, which it doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you know, it's. I feel like if it's Star Wars story wasn't a full Star Wars movie, so you know. <laughs> if they, I think like if they took the uh, the Vidmaster achievements out of ODST, it probably wouldn't have sold as well. <laughs> people, people, people just bought that game to get recon. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, that brings us to Reach. You know, the last Bungie Halo game. Um. That game came out. Uh, oh, oh my God! Comment. Who would win in a fist fight, you or a life-sized Eminem with arms and legs? Uh, me, absolutely, because I'm hungry. I don't really know what this has to do with Halo. I don't know what this has to do with Halo either, but I would give that Eminem dim hands. Yep. And then eat it. Yeah, the red one's the one with the mouth, right? Yeah. 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 No. Pick that. Put me up, up against any Eminem. That's what I'm saying. I want to splatter him on a windshield. Yeah, no, I would, Good I would Lord. eat that thing, go in, just, <laughs> just, 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 I'd this, have diabetes afterwards, but just get up close, hug it, and just, oh, uh, oh, oh, you're eating me, oh, uh, God, like, you know, I'm actually the voice of Fry, not that Billy West dude. Fact: Red Eminem is voiced by Billy West. What about you, Spartan? Our little of detour course. here. Could you beat a beat up? 
a red <laughs> M&M with arms and legs. A life-sized one. Voiced by Billy West. Um, but I beat one up. Uh, I mean, it'd be, be fairly easy, right? You're just assuming it's, it is actually just a giant M&M and you can eat it. Like, just what? bite off the connections to its legs and its arms. Oh. I'd go for my signature closer, but I have a feeling that uh, swinging my foot in between his legs, my foot would just get stuck because there's probably nothing there. <laughs> so and you get it embedded. It's a soft hard. It's a soft shell. Like you can just yeah. You well, that's hard enough. Implications now. <laughs> I mean, if, if you get them wet, he melts. Just go like grab your hose and just just arrange uh, the fight in a, in a hot climate. Back, yeah, come back in the summertime and we'll settle this. <laughs> he melts. There you go. Uh, Jesus. Now the sidewalk's brown now, but oh well. No. Emily, please tell me you timestamped that. I did. I did. Thank you. All right. All right. So, uh, Reach. What are we on now? On Reach. For the, for, the, for the subject. But yes, now it's time to talk about the worst Halo game ever. <laughs> As the community says whenever a new one comes out. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, um, that's fair. I'm just reenacting. Uh, uh, I'll save my... I'll, I'll wait. I'll let somebody else go first. I... I don't know, Spartan, how do you feel about Reach? I feel like until the Free Footprint Industries came in and sorted the bloom out and sorted the weapons out, it was practically unplayable. Wow. Um I really think Free for Free Industries don't get enough credit for saving that game, because that's what they did in my eyes, they saved that game. Mm. Um if we're talking about like post patch reach though, mm-hmm. I think it's a good game. Uh, I enjoy it at least a little bit more than Halo 3. Wow, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, ha- Halo Reach and Halo 3 to me are kind of two sides of the same coin. So they're both, they're, they're the bottom two, basically. Wow. <laughs> Fucking out yeah, for me coming. today, aren't we? Okay. This is good. Um, She's being thrown. Spartan, uh, I, I love it. I really like Reach's campaign. I think it is... I don't know if it's Bungie's best campaign, but it's definitely up there. Um, I, I think I, I think the story itself is just fine, though. But from mm. an actual gameplay perspective, I love the encounters, the vehicles, the weapons. Um, I didn't really have a problem with Bloom in the campaign. So, you know, that... And most of the time in that game, I was using an assault rifle or power weapon anyway, so... You know. Oh sure. Didn't really have to deal with it much. Um, so yeah, like I like the vehicle sections. I love that game's ending. That yeah. that that ending where you you know get Cortana on the ship and it goes off and then you have like the scene where you just you know s- objective survive. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just try. Oh, yeah, to, that was... yeah, that was yeah. so fucking goddamn cool. And how it <laughs> plays the beginning of the original Halo and. I don't know, like it that that game's campaign was a good last hurrah and Forge World was goddamn incredible. Um mm. I think its multiplayer was good. Um like I once again I didn't have a problem with Bloom, but that was also probably the Halo I besides four that I played least competitively. Um so like I didn't have a like a real problem like slowing down and pacing my shots. Like, because that's all I felt you had to do, really. Like, I didn't understand all the complaint. I'm just like, you know, the gun is 100% accurate if you just fire it in the right rhythm. 
It's not okay. Sure. I don't, I didn't, why are people so mad at this? <laughs> I don't, you know, but like, I, I move because I was in college and had other shit to deal with, I was also moving away from the competitive scene into the casual scene. So, like, right. I was very much like, um, it, what, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, no, I really enjoyed Reach. I think I think uh, it's not my favorite campaign or anything, and it's it's not my favorite multiplayer. But uh, I, I had a real good time with it. And as someone who's really big on like customizing my Spartan, uh, Reach was a real good step uh, for that aspect of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I had a great time with Reach. Uh, definitely, probably on my uh, upper half of Halo games. The challenges were actually fun as well, unlike. That I will agree with. Yes. Uh, And commendations as well. That was cool. Uh, I I liked the. uh, I did like the ranking system. It was really well done. I liked. uh, I liked. What was their ranked mode again? Was it of the arena? Is that what they called their ranked mode? I completely forget. But you uh, you add like a number rating. Like I thought that was really neat. Like uh, for for ranked play and skill play, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that was you know bigger number, better, you know, skilled matchmaking, etc. Um, yep. But uh, let's talk about the uh, elephant in the room. Fuck armor uh-huh. lock. Am I right? <laughs> armor oh, lock. That's not the elephant. Is that not the elephant? No. What's the elephant? Um, all right. the elephant oh, I hope y'all put your cereal away because I'm about to take a shit in it. Uh, um, God, all right. Narratively speaking, Reach is abysmal. Campaign-wise, I put it as the worst. What? Um, yep. Y'all played so, Halo 5? The, uh, <laughs> the, right. Well, I can't put Halo 5 as the worst because technically I haven't played it. So from an objective standpoint, I cannot have an opinion. Boy, we need to get you. We need to get you an Xbox. Um, thing is, the chip. See, the chip shortage is gonna be waiting for the 40 series. Yeah, mine as well. Um, Right. Yeah. So, I found the story to be very predictable, Um, and it didn't help that the characters fed into this predictability with their hopelessness, we're all going to die attitude from the very beginning. It was like hmm. the second the Covenant showed up, uh, you know, suddenly we're at a golf party and everything's sad and depressing. And it's like, De- where's the hope? You know, Master Chief, that's what Master Chief is. That's what Spartans are supposed to be, is hope. Even in the face of certain defeat, you know, it should be, yeah, we're going to get these guys. We're going to fucking win. We're going to save Reach. We're going to save the day. Oh, God, somebody died. And then and then your emotional payoffs don't feel as cheap. And so... Uh, mm, I mean, I Master think, Chief is the hope, right? Like, without Master Chief, everything is screwed. Well... Yeah, as we saw in Reach. <laughs> well, right, exactly. And, That's the whole point. And, like, if you knew the Halo lore at that point, you knew, like, like that this is such a one-sided war. Mm-hmm. Like so, like this is like they were just blowing through human planets, 
Well, I, I think know. part of the reason is, like, people didn't like Reach. Like, I didn't like Reach's story because it messed with already established lore. And, like, mm. Bungie themselves was, like, they were notorious for just putting the games first and, and basically ignoring anything that was in the books at the time. 343 continued that tradition. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I remember, like, one of the pet peeves of mine was, like, Noble Six, uh, like, picking up Cortana. Like, I, I hated that aspect of it. Um, but, like, yeah, it was weird coming off the back of Halo 3 ODST because the whole point of ODST was, like, you're a human. This is the human side. You're vulnerable. And Spartans, like, were meant to be that invincible force, right? So, mm-hmm. for Reach to then say, well, you're a Spartan, but you're not actually a Spartan because you're human, but then mm-hmm. you're still a Spartan. Like, it's why people don't like Spartan 3 still to this day. I was just about to say that George was the only Spartan 2 on that team. Mm. You know, so, like, mm. you know, that they they would also be a little more human because the Spartan 2s are, you know, they're all Master Chiefs. You know? Right. Yeah. All my, uh, all my empathy and emotion for the game pretty much died with George at that, at that moment when he, you know, because he was the only one. That was even remotely optimistic, trying to keep a good mood, trying to keep everyone's spirits up. Mm. And he gets he gets the heroic end. I think his his demise is probably the only one that I really felt like something for, because then the rest of them are all, oh, I'm just trying to figure out if we lost yet. I mean, it's just so hopeless. Oh, we're all going to die. Oh, I just want to. Oh, <laughs> it's like, just kill yourself now. What? So, why, some of them were even funny, like Pat's death was just like. That, really? You're gonna kill her that, off like this? That was hilarious at the time. <laughs> like it was but so again, bad. It, it was funny. Was, yeah, no. When it happened, and it's trying to do the the emotional violin and make you feel sad. I'm like, I I I, see, I feel nothing. See, I I, I think that I don't mind Cat's actual death because like you know that's how death and war is sometimes just dropped. It's just the 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 afterwards where like you said they do the violin and everything where it's just like okay like band of brothers handles character death very well if you're if you're going to do that kind of death you just need to make it silent and cold you don't need to do this like weird musical cue and make like the other you know parts of the team um yeah like that that was the problem there. Um, My pet peeve was you couldn't even survive on the last mission. Oh. Like I, 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 I stayed alive for <laughs> 20 hours in that mission. And nothing yeah, and happened. I thought the build-up for that last scene was was probably was pretty good. It's just it's like so you have an you have a decent idea with the beginning, you know, player character showing up, and then the ending to tie it all in. It, it feels like they just kind of handed the in between to a 12th grade school project and said, here, give us a story. And and that's what we got was a bunch of angsty teenagers uh, sharing their, ex- their high school experiences. And that's Halo Reach. He's edgy as fuck, but I did like a meal. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly. Yeah. He's edgy as fuck, but I still like a meal. His death though was just so like out, out of nowhere as well. That's what like, I don't know. Yeah, I really liked the meal as well, and his death really pissed me off because it was just like, yeah, okay, now you're just gonna get stabbed on a wavy like mo- moving cutscene. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, 
I thought I thought Carter had a good death. Like like the the crashing the plane into the scarab to buy you like time. Like that was that was all right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, let's get to multiplayer. Back, but no big deal. My my big problem with the multiplayer is that outside of Sword Base, and I think the other one's called Powerhouse, and the remake of Blood Gulch, all these maps are shit. Mm. I hate all of them. Um, like I don't know, like you know, just something about this game's map design did never gelled with me. And I think part of the problem is the equipment, because you have some people with jetpacks, some people with sprint. Some people with armor lock, and you're trying to design around that. But right. you know, like, just holy shit! Like, let me, I'll, I'll maybe run through the Halo Reach maps one more time to like. You telling me you don't love Uncaged? No, 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 I do not. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, speaking of multiplayer, because I'm staring at the maps now. Um, the. Uh, the uh, invasion mode was awesome. I loved invasion. I thought it was great. Yeah, invasion's uh, great. Uh, that mode was sick as hell. Um, I also so... think Reach had one of the best SWAT modes as well. Yeah, yes. The DMR made SWAT just fucking amazing. Um, you know, so... It's weird that we're kind of shitting on this game so much considering how much I liked it, actually. But... Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like it's like one of those things, though. When a new Halo game comes out, you kind of force yourself to play it, regardless of if you enjoy it or not, just because it's the newest one. Yeah, I, I tried the Reach multiplayer, and I was—I think I lasted like a day, and was like, uh, whatever. I so I'm not gonna include the invasion maps because their own thing. So yeah, out of this list, the ones that I'm like, oh, these, that that was good, are Powerhouse, Sword Base. Reflection. Can you really count Reflection since it's a remake of Ivory Tower, though? I mean, I'd count um, the Halo 3 version of Zanzibar. Oh, I guess. Uh, so, uh, and that's kind of it. Uh, they added Anchor 9 later. That was pretty good. Like, it was okay. Mm. But for the most part, like, Countdown was horrible. Condemned sucked. Uh, Tempest, you know. I mean, even the like anniversary map pack stuff wasn't great either. Like the little remakes they did for that. Yeah, Zealot was frustrating as hell. Um, you know, Forge in this game was incredible though. So I mean, that was good. Yeah. Um, so this is where we should get to the game that's probably my least favorite in the franchise. Okay. Uh, that's four. Uh, I think that game has a really oh, good story. Like, it's a right. really good story, but it's multiplayer is not a Halo game. Execution of story was pretty abysmal. It's, it's, <laughs> it is a Call of Duty game with a Halo skin on it. Hmm. And it Ew. pisses just, me off. Just... Ew. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. what. So, um... You know, uh, well, Aaron, I know you got you didn't play four, right up until uh, our show. Yeah, like you skipped four, um, and Parker, I know you were not a fan. Um, <laughs> so so nope. so nope. so Spartan, what was your take on four? Um, four 
in my opinion, is the best casual Halo experience in the entire franchise. Um, there is no other Halo game that I could sit down and play for 20 hours straight and not get bored of. Because um, I think it's just, it's got the lowest skill floor and the lowest skill ceiling. So it is literally just play the game, switch your brain off. Um, which I, you know, enjoy if that's what I need, right? Which is, I think, why so many people compare it to Call of Duty, because I play a lot of Call of Duty as well, and, like, mechanically, there's, there may be, like, one or two things that are similar, but it does not play like Call of Duty, in my opinion. I think the reason people have that comparison is because it's basically got no skill involved, so you don't need to think about when you're playing. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I still really enjoy the multiplayer. I play it sometimes when I want to just switch my brain off and i think the campaign i i really like the campaign as well um i think some of the levels were a bit too a to b like with halo 3 but it still has one of my favorite stories um i feel like the cortana and chief stuff that halo 3 got wrong was done right in halo 4 so it's just my opinion on it though I, I think that uh, I agree with the Chief and Cortana parts as far as, like, I, th I think that's a good story. I think that setting that up, like, showing, like, yeah, Chief isn't really all that human after the life he's lived, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I agree with that aspect. Uh, I think the Didact is stupid. Uh, I, and mm. th the Prometheans are not fun to fight except for the Knights, I believe they're called. Mm. Um, I, I find them obnoxious. The multiplayer. The reason I say it's like Call of Duty is like due to loadouts and due to um the fact that like I feel like the game went away from map control. Like because you have loadouts and because you have um ordnance drops, you don't need to worry about it much as like okay we need to control the high ground in this area where the rocket launcher is, and that honestly. Until someone brings up Ordinance Drops, I completely forget they were even in the game, because I never used to play, because Infinity Slayer was like its own playlist, right? Mm. So I, I never played Infinity Slayer, so I never played the modes that had the Ordinance Drops and stuff. Uh, so I probably have a bit of a different perspective because of that as well. Yeah, fair. And then also there's the fact that like it has this... Um, it... it, it the the kill times feel a lot quicker, very much similar to COD. Like, Halo always has a very long, like, time from spawn to kill, I feel. Um, this is a case where, um, that, that, this is a case where I don't, I feel that's not the same. Um, I, though, I do say this, and, and I reviewed that game when it came out, back when I was at the Gamer Access, and... Uh, my my comment on it, this is a great game. I just don't think it's particularly a good Halo game, hmm. and that's kind of how I feel about it. It doesn't feel like Halo. It doesn't look like Halo, other than the Chief and Cortana story. You know, like yeah. It's interesting you say that because I I still think Halo Four has some of the best Spartan armors in the franchise. Like I I much prefer Halo 4's version of Chief's armor than I do Halo 3's. No, I hate it. I can't stand it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, why did they make everything ugly? I gotta, I gotta look at this again. Especially the elite it. armor. Like, I'm like, what did they do to you? 
Yeah, uh, the elites are a bit funky, but I, I don't. I like even to this day. Like I still look at Halo Four Chief compared to Halo 3's Chief, and I'm like, I I I prefer it so much more. It uh, makes me sad that we kind of like. I remember when they first showed off the art style revision for Halo Infinite, and I was like so disappointed that they decided to revert things back to the classic art style. Yeah, see, I I was there, and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, now I'm okay though because it's kind of a hybrid system. But I think Halo Wars Two did a hell of a lot better job at the hybrid art style. Oh, we'll get to the Halo mm. Wars games at the end of all this because, like, I know you know they're they're there and I want to talk about them, but you know, <laughs> um, I remember like Halo Four just being like the fir- like the first time it felt like Halo was also chasing trends. Like, like that that was another thing with it, like the loadouts and like Call of Duty was, you know, the king shit at the time and it it, it felt like, you know, and then they, they put more like cinematic set pieces in the campaign and like it it felt you know, like I said, they were it was chasing the industry instead of setting the bar for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it was still a good game and even when we replayed it uh for the you know uh the the uh Halo anniversary lead up like I enjoyed it I had a good time with it just you know just doesn't feel like Halo I do kind of feel bad for 343 that, that um a lot of people associate kind of the changes they implemented in Halo 4 with either trying to be popular or or copying hard though because like a lot of the direct, like feedback from Reach is the reason for is the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of loadouts, because of weapons, because of it, you know, certain modes being too difficult or whatever. I feel like four was basically them trying to take the feedback from Reach and make their own version of Halo. So mm. yeah, uh, at that's... least that's how I've always seen it. Yeah, and that, you know, and that's fair. Um. So uh, we're going to take a quick break before we get into five wars and infinite. um, And then we'll go into our normal show. Is everyone good with that? Yeah, it's fine. All right, cool. So enjoy the be right back screen, everyone. Let's take a break. Okay, everyone, we're back. Uh, We're back. Nice little uh, break there. Uh, So uh, let's get into uh, Halo 5. So Halo Five. This is the one I haven't played. Yeah, you haven't and touched this one. Halo uh, Five was the fifth. It was the sixth, seventh Halo game. Uh-huh. All right, on to Halo Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I very much remember being very excited for this game because it mm. felt like a return to form. Um, with cool modern additions like Sprint and the Thruster Pack and all that stuff. And then Hunt the Truth looked like it was setting up a great story. And then that story ended up being a lie and bad on top of it. Wow. Um, And then the campaign played fine. Like the gameplay of the campaign was good. And I think the multiplayer was the best multiplayer since 3. So, yeah. Um, Spartan, you being the primary one who was played through this as well um what are your takes on five because i i have seen some controversial takes of yours on twitter some i agree with some that i don't i've been loving this perspective so in terms of five um i will start off with campaign on the marks and stuff 
I feel like if you take away like the knowledge that the Martin didn't end up actually having anything to do with the campaign, I feel like it probably has the best marketing in the series. Like Hunt the Truth audio series was oh, incredible. Yes, I, if Hunt the Truth is a standalone thing that did not end up being like pointless for what it was, it would, like yes, the marketing was incredible. Yeah, I absolutely love the marketing. Um, campaign was, <clears throat> it's one of those things I always I always consider it like very similar to Halo 2 in terms of marketing because um, it advertised one thing and then delivered a different thing and people <clears throat> weren't happy that they didn't get what they got, right? Um, what they thought they were going to get. Um but Halo 5, I think, is is a good standalone campaign. But like, if if you're trying to if you're trying to look at it like a sequel, it's awful. But if you just play Halo 5 on its own, I think it's probably one of the most enjoyable if you look at it that way. Um, similar to Halo 3, really, I'd say. Hmm. Um, I but no no not similar to Halo 3. Opposite Taylor Free. Oh, okay. Opposite Taylor Free. Taylor Free is a great <laughs> sequel and an awful standalone. Um, <laughs> go, go on to multiplayer. I mean, it's it, I I have no problem and it's no secret of mine to say that I think it is the best competitive multiplayer in the entire franchise. Um, this the problem with Halo Five was the skill ceiling and the skill floor were both incredibly high, so the entry level player just could not pick the game up. It, it was very similar to Halo 2 in that sense. Just yeah. new players just get hit by a buzzsaw in that game. You know, like, I... I that's the only game where I've hit the highest rank. No. I got... What? Said they get hit by the buzzsaw in that game, and I said with the non-sharp end. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, what? that game... Uh, I loved its multiplayer. I got Onyx in it. I... I got, I reviewed it and was like, hey, uh, this is, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 purely based on this competitive multiplayer. It's that damn good. Mm. I've always said if Halo 5 had released day one on PC as well, it would have been the biggest Halo esports game ever. Um, it, 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 if any other Halo was built for, like, if any Halo game was built for PC, it would be Halo 5, in my opinion. Like, I feel like I've had so many friends who are PC-only players say to me, I don't even play Halo, but if Halo 5 was on PC, I would play that game non-stop. Mm. And it's sad to me that it's going to be, like, the only Halo game that doesn't make it to PC, because I feel like it's probably the most suited for PC. It's it's coming. I hope it is. I would hope so. <laughs> I Yeah, because, I mean... Look, I, I encourage people, to, everyone, to go buy a Series X anyway, because I think it's a great console, and I think there are benefits to having one, even if you have a PC as well. Mm -hmm. um, especially, but, like, it, it, it definitely, like, is weird that you can play every other Halo uh, but that one on a computer. Um, it's just sad, it's just sad, because I feel like a, Halo 5 multiplayer gets a really bad rap. Because most people played the campaign first and then didn't want to give the multiplayer enough of a chance because also, the the campaign was such a like bad delivery. Also, I I do want to say I 
I, I think it's the competitive multiplayer that's great. I think it's a more casual multiplayer suffers. I think Warzone is not great. Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely not a, not a perfect launch either. It was missing Forge, Ryzen, mm. and some other features weren't working great. Um, no, they have to. Like, yeah, there was there's tons of stuff, right? That, that <sighs> it's it's no perfect Halo game, but it's still like purely from a competitive standpoint. It is my favorite, but if if we're talking about campaign or casual multiplayer or anything like, it's not. But hmm. yeah, that's um, that's always been my view, anyways. Yeah, like I I remember like trying to sell people out of like no, like this multiplayer is legitimately like. Did you like Halo Two or Three's multiplayer? Like the the like you know flat starts, the weapon on map control, the you know like especially like Halo Two, like you will enjoy this game. Um, and just it, it, between the campaign being like, it's fine. It, it, that, that's the way I describe it. Like it, like, I, I think that ending is fairly powerful. I actually like Spartan lock a fair bit. Um, you know, like I, I just, I don't know. And then, you know, the lack of forwards, the lack of split screen. Like, I remember the lack of split screen being just such a huge deal at the time, especially considering what the franchise is. And, right. you know, it, it ended up not being helpful. Uh, so, <laughs> I, you know. And also, the multiplayer seemed to be a step down from the beta, which was absolutely outstanding. Like, easily the best Halo beta I've ever played in my life. Yeah, mm. Yes, I remember getting that as part of uh, the MCC. And yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, like that—that that really did feel like the lowest point for the fandom too, because like I remember, you know, the Halo fandom after that kind of just only the real diehards were around uh, after it. You know, I mm-hmm. remember I remember when Halo Wars Two came out, there was like no buzz at all. Mm. Um, and then like up until Infinite was actually out and in people's hands, people were like, I don't know, whatever. And the problem is the way the MCC came out as well. Um, yeah, it was um absolute like it was a mess. It wasn't playable I, for nearly two, three years. It still is a mess too. Yeah, it still has mm-hmm. problems. And, yeah, and aside from like the issues with Halo Five and MCC, both those games coming out just helped to create the divide in the community between people who want to play classic Halo and people who want to play modern Halo, right? Mm-hmm. And and then free for free kind of enforced that by giving Halo Five no support and focusing fully on MCC. So I'm um, sure I'm sure that the community was not upset at all. Um, <laughs> take it from me when I say the Halo Five side of the community was very upset. <laughs> um, I very much so. I got a review copy for the MCC back when I was at the Gamer Access, and I had that game like four weeks early. And I I whip through the campaign of anniversary and three and everything in like two weeks, and then like they release the multiplayer, like they do the patch where it's like okay, multi Xbox Live support is in now, go 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 go, <laughs> and I couldn't get a match. And I'm thinking like to myself, well, I've had this problem before with pre-release games where there's just not enough journalists playing something. Um, you know, like I remember Resistance Burning Skies being a perfect example of that. And then I like I email a friend of mine in the industry and A4343 asking them like, 
so are there just not a lot of people playing at like 6 p.m. Pacific? Like they're like, what's happening? And they're like, oh, that's 10 days we're working on it. And like they they patch it, and this is before release even, and still not working. And they say, okay, it'll be patched for day one. Uh, but so you guys can review the multiplayer, we're gonna do custom game sessions ran by 343. So I'm like in a multiplayer session with like the Washington Post and IGN, and playing this, and it it played great in custom games. It was a lot of fun, but I wasn't going to use that as my standard to review multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So, it comes out, and, um, you know, 343, or, you know, Microsoft, their PR guys will say, hey, why isn't your review out at launch? And we, you know, we tell them, I told them the truth, like, hey, uh, your multiplayer doesn't work, bro. Right. Like, uh, I'm going to hold off on reviewing it another couple weeks to you guys at least get that first patch you've promised out. That patch comes out, it may work slightly better, mm-hmm. and what... If that game released in its current state now, it would have been like a 9 out of 10 versus back then I gave it like a 7.5 and said, if you want to play the campaigns, they're awesome, but if you're interested in multiplayer, this thing it might as well be a paperweight. I remember how like quickly the price fell for a copy of that game. It went from like full price to being like 70% off in like a week. Yeah, yeah, no, and then like... That didn't help the perception of Halo at the time, you know. Um, and they, they've, in my opinion, to get that game to the point of where it was consistently playable took about nine months, at least to the point of where I could get into matchmaking and play matchmaking at least. You know, I can't really say, you know, there were still glitches and other problems, but, like, that's the point of where I felt it should have shipped at least. It's like, okay, I can get into multiplayer matches consistently now. And ODST mm-hmm. is in it, which is nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so you have uh, this big gulf in the fandom. You have, like, these two games that were, you know, not received well. And, you know, for a lot of people at least. Like, as much as I like 5 uh, and it's multiplayer, uh, you know, I know the general public's opinion of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh and like so infinite kind of had the world on its shoulders you know like it, like because if infinite does not turn out as good as it is uh, which we'll get to like i reviewed it i had positive things to say um if halo infinite is not as good as it is i think halo is probably dead right now like I, I, I think it's like it's like okay, Microsoft's gonna put that on a shelf, and we're not talking about it for like ten years. Right. Um. Mm. So, I don't know. Um. So, uh, that brings us to uh, Infinite, yes, which uh, Parker, you were a tester on it. Uh, we found that out. Uh, you know, you, 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 you. You know, you kept everything hidden from us. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, instead of being, like, cautiously optimistic, you were like, this game's gonna suck. <laughs> Which <laughs> was funny, uh, in hindsight. So, what, so, um, you know, Parker, we heard your opinion about it when I was streaming it. Um, I'm very curious to see Aaron and um, uh, Spartan's opinion on Halo Infinite so far. Uh, Aaron, we'll we'll go you first. What 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 do you think? 
So, you know, uh, I have not gotten very far yet, but I am in the open world portion. Um, I'm still kind of getting to know what this game is uh, at this point. So I'd like to say this is a full-on review. Uh, what impressions? Be okay. Yeah, first impressions. Um, y- you know, I- I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's It feels like Halo. I'm running through. I'm killing grunts and, and elites and banished. And uh, I've been enjoying the weapons. Uh, it's, I got onto, to Zeta Halo and it's opened up into this big open world. Uh, and it's hard for me to talk about it right now because it's, it's still so new in my mind. Mm. Uh, but my first impression is that I'm into it. It's, it's being able to just run anywhere and like, all right, they've got these outposts. I got to go. Uh, I have this objective here, but I can go free these Marines here or, or, you know, destroy this base over here and just get stuff along the way. Uh, it's I'm having a blast. Uh, what did you think of the introduction to Zeta Halo? Uh, I think that scene when you come out uh, in the, before you go into the pilot base area and Eshram, it finally introduces himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I got. I, I still will get chills even when I when it, when that sequence comes and the doors dropping down and it's like yes. the light comes in and it's like, welcome back. That's yes, which is exactly what you want for for the ring reveal, right? Like, and I thought they, I thought they got that. Very Halo One, very Fallout Three, exiting the vault. Like, oh, right, yep. Oh. Uh, and it's it's uh. Funny, there there have been some moments of like, uh, you free these marines and your and weapon or whatever her name is like they'll remember that, like, okay, thank you, well, I appreciate the, that. That's the marketing for this one was be the hero. Well, I, which yes, um, and and I get that, and that makes sense. It's just it's just funny from like, like this is Mass Effect or something. Uh, yes, no, they will remember that. Uh, I would hope so. Put, um, put Mass Effect dialogue choices in Halo. There you go. <laughs> right? Solved. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, th- yeah. There's there's been little silly things like that, and I find the pilot is just that guy is just off his rocker, very very scared of whatever's going on. Which I get. You know, he's not Master Chief. He's not a Spartan. He's not. Not uh, even a Marine. It's a very, it's a very funny dynamic. These three, of like uh, your Cortana esque, like I don't know what's going on right now, but this is fun. And Master Chief being all business, and the other guy just being like, "Fuck! Oh God! Oh no! Get me off this crazy thing! <laughs> Why aren't we leaving?" Uh, and I don't know. There's something funny about that. Uh, we got to go. I think the banished. Like I have not played the Halo Wars games. Uh, but uh, the banish seemed cool. Uh, yes, I felt that they were. I felt that I got a good explanation of them throughout the game. Yeah, and so I wouldn't worry about that too much. That's why I'm interrupting. I, I would you. play okay. Halo Wars too. It's a good game, though. <laughs> sure, uh, I believe you. Um, it's so like I, I've never been able to like hold on to what the story was. I'm never big. I was never big on the books. Uh, I think I read through a portion of one, 
but otherwise, like I was not, I, I'm hanging on to the story here and there, but uh, it communicates what the story is here pretty well. Even though I haven't played five, I, I've kind of gotten the gist. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's different and I like it. I like, I like my open world Halo. I've been tumbling a lot in my vehicles going from one place to the next. There's a lot of, it's very Death Stranding of there are a lot of uneven, lots of uneven ground. And if you're not careful, you are falling over. Um, oh, God. And then I, I said this uh, to our, our guests and fellow podcast people uh, during the break. But uh, that grappling hook, I, I think going forward needs to be standard equipment for Master Chief. Um, I, I think like you go when you're going through those opening cut scenes, like Master Chief is just using it, just using it to get anywhere. And like, it seems like a long overdue addition for movement for Master Chief. And I think like going forward, they should have like your standard is the grapple hook. And then you pick up other equipment that you can switch between. Very, very Titanfall. Yeah. Um, Needed some help with that movement. He's a very heavy. He's a very heavy boy. So, yep. That's what um, I think. Okay, so, uh, so this so that brings us to you, Mister Spartan. Uh, yeah, I mean, Halo Infinite is uh, it's such a weird, weird game mm-hmm. in terms of how it, how it was marketed and what people see it as. Mm-hmm. Um, I often say that. 343 have done a really good job at convincing people that it's a game that it isn't. Um, A lot of people seem to consider Halo Infinite to be like a Halo 3.2 or a classic Halo game, but Mm. it is pretty much doing the exact same thing Halo 4 and 5 are doing, it's just getting away with it. Um, Which is just entirely bizarre to me. Uh, <laughs> especially when I see people who hated Halo 5 praising Infinite for doing the exact same things. Uh, I just feel like 343 have done a really good job at, at somewhat fooling the community into convincing them that it's a, a classic Halo game. Um, Interesting. But well, I, I, per- I, I personally enjoyed the game, but it's not it's not in my top 3 or 5. Um, it's it's I enjoy it for the same reason that I enjoy Halo Breach. It's to kind of just zone out. Um, yeah, I'd, uh, the campaign was the campaign was enjoyable. Again, it's it's one of those things. It's uh, it's hard to to kind of enjoy it so much since I've been so heavily invested in Halo, considering it just kind of dismisses most of Halo's canon for the sake of just playing it safe. Um, I won't go into details, but it it really disappointed me, I gotta say. Um, the story and how the story concludes, I was... I still am very disappointed. Um, which makes me really sad, especially considering, you know, I've got like... I, I've got all the merch. I'm wearing a Halo Infinite jumper. Like <laughs> I've invested a lot <laughs> right. of time and energy into Halo Infinite, and I am. Um, it makes me incredibly sad that it just isn't the game that I thought it would be. So for me, it's uh, I feel it's a combination of three and five, like hmm. the the way it plays, uh, especially the multiplayer. Like I'm like, okay, like they are. 
they took five, they made it a little, they lowered that skill floor and ceiling a little bit. Um, and really, it, it, it plays, because the maps, the modes, the vibe feels very much, you know, the art, of course, feels like a bungee halo with some of the more modern editions of a of that 343 did in 5. The campaign feels, you know, just like old Halo in my mind. Um, mm. You know, uh, and I actually... Part of my problem with the Halo's story that has really happened since right before 4 was out um, is it's getting, like... Like you said, like they they disregard a lot of the canon and a lot of stuff that has happened in books and other games and whatnot. And I think that soft reboot is exactly what the campaign needed to get <clears throat> new players invested. Because like, oh I, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't get me wrong; it's perfect for like. I think if you if you've never played Halo before or don't know what Halo is. Or you've never really took it too seriously or paid too much attention to it. I think Halo Infinite is like the perfect Halo game for that. But I think as a long-time fan, it's somewhat insulting. At least that's what I see it as. Just because it is basically saying everything you know doesn't really matter anymore. Um, of course, there's like subtle hints to stuff that's happened in the past Halo games, but... I, I think it's a very fine line, right, to make stuff accessible to new people while also keeping things relevant to the long-term fans, and I don't think they walked the line very well in Infinite, at least. That's what my experience is. I actually disagree, but I also think they wanted to get to a point where they reset kind of where things were. Cause like in... I think they played it too safe. If, if I had to summarize like my thoughts, I, I think they played it too safe. Hmm. Um... I don't. I need more time with it because, like, I'm I'm thinking about that. I'm like, like, do they? But then, like, you know, the the weapon concept is a little weird. And then, you know, where they get with her at the end, and you know, making the villain, uh, you know, basically the Halo Wars two bad guys. You know, like, I I don't. Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm gonna need more time with it. Like, because I came out of that campaign, me like from a gameplay standpoint, it feels like old Halo. I love that they, by the end of that game, they basically hard reset the universe. Like, okay, yeah. here are our bad guys. Here is this. Now for future mm -hmm. Halos, like it'll be easier for people to drop in, and like, I find that a lot of the stuff for us more hardcore fans is hidden. Like, oh, the audio logs and stuff like that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, it's in the audio logs and in Easter eggs and even, like, grunt chatter, you know, like... Yeah, um... some of the dialogue is, is so hilarious. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then, like, yeah. um, you know, finding out what at least happened to Spartan Locke's helmet, if you've gotten to that <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, and I think that... I do think that, that there's hopefully going to be more campaign DLC in the future. That's uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I can for. almost guarantee there will be. Yeah, uh, that seems uh, like what this is made for. I mean, they said, they said 10 years, right? So. Yeah, so Spartan, I understand where you're coming from in the in the distaste, um, especially me, like, being a Halo fan myself, I was completely turned off by 4 and didn't care about 5. Mm. Um, so, 
I understand the I understand where you're coming from. The thing is, yes, this was a soft reboot. This was to get the feel of combat evolved back into the players' minds, and I think it did a an excellent job of that because I felt that by five things got very overly ambitious with the whole concept of the guardians. And now this galactic level threat has other galactic level threats and then it just started spiraling out of control. And so, yeah, it sucks to get heavily invested in lore. Um, I think all the star Wars expanded universe fans can relate to your plight on that with, uh, Disney being dumb about it. Um, so, it, wow, it's really funny how similar Halo and Star Wars are. Um, yeah. However, I can what I what I can say is the plan for this this game's job was to set a new chapter for Halo and a new path going forward. Um, what we're likely going to see is more campaign DLC. I mean, the map we already have is pretty big. Um, so you, and, and they want to, they do want to do more biomes and they want to do more story. And, and from what I understand, um, and a lot of this is public knowledge, um, they're not, there's speculation as to whether or not they're going to do, you know, a main campaign story with other side quests with other characters, try to bring blue team back, try to bring, fire team osiris back because we don't know what happened to most people uh hmm. spoiler alert aaron it's the story is not super you don't get all the answers it's it's a very much a halo 2 ending okay um, however it's this is just the beginning this is not it this is this is just getting everything okay here's our new map here's our new here's our new environment here's our here's our new cortana and we can just, you know, go anywhere from here. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that they do start to, okay, let's go back to the original lore. Let's try to incorporate some of this stuff into it. Because that, that was the ultimate failure, in my opinion, of the, of the sequel trilogy. Whereas, you know, Mandalorian and, and the new shows seem to be righting some of those wrongs going back to that originally established canon. Um, I think that would benefit 343 especially with a lot of the hardcore fans in the long run, if they started, okay, how do we go back to maybe incorporate this story into our game? And then, and then how do we maybe explain away some of this stuff? And, and I think a lot of that's going to be there because what I experienced testing this game since July was this game was also very ambitious. There was uh, some stuff cut and for good reason. Um, and it, it shows that the development team, this has a la- been a labor of love for them. And that, I think, is very evident in, in the detail, in the fact that they pushed the game a year just to upgrade the graphics as well as work out other bugs. Um, I, I, think it, I think the product really speaks for itself. But I do understand that it sounds like you're somebody who does invest a lot of time in story and characters, which I can relate. And so I would just say, you know, keep your expectations low for the moment, but just, you know, the future is bright for Infinite. I, I think it's looking good as far as story goes. I, I think there's a, a lot to be optimistic about. Um, the development team clearly wants to actually 
try to crank out a good product. And I mean, Infinite, objectively speaking, is a good game overall. I mean, there's issues mm -hmm. with multiplayer, but that's being taken care of. I mean, the team is on top of all the complaints as best they can. It's just there's clearly a breakdown between the marketing and all the um, folks that have made the poor financial decisions regarding the battle pass and whatnot, but hopefully they figure out that, okay, this is, this is a, this is a long-term investment. This isn't, you know, we crank out at the new Fortnite and we're going to make millions off of it. It's no, 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 this game, if you, if infinite wants to be a success, they gotta, they gotta do the slow drip. They gotta just crank out some more content. They gotta put out more campaign stuff. They gotta listen to what the players want for multiplayer. I mean, that's very critical this day and age. Like, you providing a service, you gotta listen to your customer. Mm -hmm. So, it's it's gonna it's there's gonna be the continued growing pains. I think we've experienced a lot of that with multiplayer, but I think uh, the campaign basically set everything right. Um, I think it basically vindicated the entire team and a lot. People felt after playing the campaign that, okay, this is going the right direction, but I understand and I agree with your point that, okay, where's the rest of the story? Well, hopefully very soon it's coming. Um, and, and also I feel Halo is such a hard franchise to serve. And I've said this when talking about World of Warcraft is because it's been going on so long and because it's had so many unique identities and maps and modes and everything – Everyone has a different, like, take on what is the best part of Halo and what is the part of the story they like, and it's really hard to serve all those masters. You know, like, okay, there are the people who really liked the Bungie campaigns, but not the multiplayer, or vice versa. There's right, people who that's... really like everything from Bungie, but nothing from 343, or like everything from 343 and nothing from Bungie. And, and that's why Soft Reboot was a smart call. Yeah, and th this is like... At least from what the circles I'm in, this is like the happiest I have seen people with a Halo product in a long time. Hmm. Um, overall, at least. Like, yes, there are complaints about the Battle Pass, and they're well-deserved. Um, same with the, 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 you know, the lack of multiplayer content. Um, as far as the campaign goes, I thought there was plenty of content. I thought it was a, a solid story for things to get started. They're obviously making campaign DLC because they don't use part of the map. Um, oh, you know. the Wacken Diary as well. Yeah, that mm -hmm. too. Um, watch that on the internet. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, I'm saving Legendary for later, but you know, uh, <laughs> I need to hit. I need to cap that battle pass. I'm a man yep. on a mission. Sure. I'm, I'm level seventy. We're going to honestly. I'm hoping to do it like. At the current rate I'm going, it'll probably be by the end of January. So. Yeah, just let okay. me know when you're ready to go skull hunting. Okay. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, you know, so, so I, I and I and like we we obviously got that take from everyone you know here that you know that's what's going on. Um, now M, um, you, you know you you didn't really experience any Halo till this year. Um, right. So, as someone who's going to be hopping into it next year um, for the first time as a player, um, you know, what what do you think of the franchise? What is your, your look on it? Things of that nature. Um, as someone who's not that big on the whole 
genre of first person shooters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting for sure. Have you played mm-hmm. any of the campaigns yet? No, she's literally not touched anything. Okay, don't. Start with Infinite. Start with <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Because uh, some of the people no, I agree. On, on campaign testing, uh, they actually had never played a Halo before, and so it gave them a unique perspective on that. So if you haven't touched them, I'd say start with Infinite, and if you like that story, then go back and bother with the rest. <laughs> I mean, I'm really. Someone. I don't want you to invest all that time and then, you know, like, oh, Infinite's great, but the rest of these are trash. Interesting. Or, or, you know, you're like, wow, Halo Combat Evolved is the best ever. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But, <laughs> yeah, if you start with the Infinite campaign, I don't. it's not really going to spoil too much, I don't mm-hmm. think. No, I'm sure. And I actually know someone who worked on Halo Infinite with 343. So I can just ask him if I should start with that or... Well, start from the beginning and just work up. And apparently, skipping some games. So, go yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder that that'll be an interesting perspective to have going oh. forward. Yeah, I would suggest, and you can. This is just a suggestion. This would be mm-hmm. since you you haven't played any of the campaigns. What you could do is you could start with Infinite, and then you could actually start with Reach first. And mm. then go through from from like the beginning, beginning, and then play Halo Wars in I, between, and then do the full, you know, watch the playthrough. I I honestly think that um, in my mind, it's I like going through them in release order because of you get to see that progression in gameplay changes. Also, you get Halo that One. That's one way to do it too. Yes. Also, you get Halo One out of the way early, which I still love the game, but it definitely has. Aged. Oh god, that combat! Oh, man, <laughs> that, that play is rough, even on easy mode, or excuse me, Master Chief mode. That mm-hmm. uh, we played through, <laughs> we played through it on heroic, and everyone who has watched this channel knows the famous words. Okay, library rules. Yeah, library, library rules. rules. Let's go, run, <laughs> run, oh. run like hell. All right. Uh, I had to do that a couple times during Infinite's campaign. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, there were a couple moments where I'm just like, fuck this. We are going to run this. Go. <laughs> um, go. I'm doing that a lot on my uh, lasso playthrough right now. It's just wow. run. Run. Yep. Yep. Um, the grapple, uh, one of the skulls gives you unlimited grapples, so you can just oh! grapple. Yes, the bandana skull. My favorite yeah. skull in the game. Which is Good awesome. to know. All right. Yeah, it's unlimited ammo and unlimited equipment charges. So when you fully upgrade your uh, your mad dash, you can basically run around cloaked the whole time. It's so what? much fun. Wow. I basically <laughs> turned into my own Holy car at that point. Wow. So um, I, I also loved how during the, the campaign we figured out that if you have the upgraded grapple hook, uh, you can swing under bridges like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. That shit was hilarious. Like, because, so like, so I actually jumped off of this bridge and was going to die. I decided to grapple hook the sea, like, and I just kept going until I found a safe spot. And I'm like, well, that's one way to do that. Mm-hmm. I love the, uh, yeah, the grapple hook, like, punch. Oh, yes. Yes, it's great. Smash! It's, it's so, so good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Grapple hook, harpoon. Uh, when you harpoon someone and you get the metal for it and then slash them with the sword. 
Super oh, cool. yeah. That's, yeah that's a lot of fun. But in the campaign, <laughs> when it's fully upgraded and you just pile drive into a group of enemies, oh, it's so awesome. While tasering one of them. <laughs> right. Or, or, yeah, multiple if there's enough in the pro around and you have the full upgrade, too. Uh, it'll, it'll electrify all of them. Dude, seeing anything from a marine to a grunt to an elite get electrocuted is hilarious. <laughs> um, so uh, let's get to the Very last good. last bit of Halo. What's everyone think about Halo Wars? Um, I'm gonna withhold opinion. Uh, I want to I want to hear hear Wright and Spartans take on Halo Wars. Halo Wars was my first uh, real time strategy game. Mm. Um, and I absolutely adored it. I thought it was fantastic. I had a lot of fun. Um, I thought the cut, the cutscenes. That was the first time we seen cutscenes by Blur in a Halo game, I believe. Oh, as well. they were so good. Yeah, they, for the time they were like mind blowing. I was like, holy crap! Halo had never looked better. Um, yeah, I I still play Halo Wars. Sometimes I just go back and play a normal campaign run. I think Halo Wars is really fun to play um and it makes me feel like i can somewhat play rts's even though i i definitely know i couldn't if i played a pc one and then right. you load up age of empires or warcraft 3 and just get annihilated yeah um starcraft what's a starcraft <laughs> from the olden times you know that game halo you love so much yep yeah you can think starcraft for that one i mean yeah I can thank Marathon for it, because that's what it was based off of. Um, you know, and Myth. Because they were messing around in Myth and then decided, oh, let's make a shooter. Right. Um, well, they were using the Myth engine. Like, they wanted to make an RTS, and then it's really fun to control this guy. Let's make a third-person shooter. Um, mm -hmm. You literally have three alien races in the first Halo game that correspond perfectly with the three Halo races from StarCraft. Okay, the Protoss are obviously the Covenant. The Flood <sighs> is the Zerg. And, you know, the humans are the... Uh, Terran. Uh, the, the, the other Protoss. The Terran. Um, oh. the Terran. Yeah, I know, I'm just fucking around. Um, Alright, Jesus. <laughs> I know. The Scaring me for a second. The, the, the what, what's the human faction again? Oh yes, they're the humans. Um, yeah, that's my point. StarCraft and Halo crossover win. that's actually one thing about halo wars i was always very happy like that they like happy and not happy that they didn't do it is like they could have just totally ripped off starcraft they could have like because of what you just said they could have absolutely just said like okay we're just gonna copy starcraft 110 percent of the way yeah mm -hmm. and i tried to sit down and play halo wars too but at that time uh i was testing infinite <laughs> so i was like I already do this for work. I don't. I'm not getting paid for this one, so yeah. It's like, <laughs> just like you get, you were getting enough Halo. Yeah, it's, I uh. I barely was able to slug it through the previews, but I, you know, I couldn't exactly come up with a good excuse to sit those out. Right. No, I don't want to play Halo. It's my j uh, uh 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 yeah. We'll we'll play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's uh, it is what it is. It's. It, I will uh, probably check it out one day. I I think you would like it. I do. It is. It is simply because it is an RTS. It's just like. It's I remember not, when it came out. It was like considered like 
there wasn't really a, a, a console FPS at the time that was any like decent to play, and then Halo Wars came out, and I remember it, it did really well because it was like one of the only viable console RTSs. Plus all yeah. units. I actually played uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon once on the original Xbox, and that was a weird experience to, to have that <laughs> game ported from PC to Xbox. Mm-hmm. So I can understand how it might go a little rough, especially since the original Halo Wars was console only. Yeah, uh, right. th- yeah, they ended up porting both of those to PC, and it helps them both. Uh, Halo Wars 2 uh, also... I think it's a great game. I obviously think the Blitz mode was designed purely to sell microtransactions. Um, mm. But I I think it has, it has one of the most underrated stories in Halo, in my opinion. I think it's really good. I liked it a lot. I think the Banished are awesome. Like, when I heard that they I were... Thought I got younger by, like, 20 years as well. Wait, what? <laughs> like, Captain Cutter, like, seemed to de-age. <laughs> and, yeah, dude. And, and age backwards. <laughs> Yeah, dude, freezing does that to you, don't you know? <laughs> um, Man. But, uh, what was it? It was, uh, I, I I think that game, st- like, I think the, ban- like, I, the reason that I was so excited for Halo Infinite's campaign was because of the Banished, actually. Because I like them so goddamn much. Right. Um, so, you know, that's been, uh, does anyone have anything else to say about 20 years of Halo? Still yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're still playing it. And, you know, w- despite uh, whatever thoughts uh, I've had about uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer and its battle pass and all that drama, uh, I'm going to be playing it because it seems like uh, gameplay wise, they've got it down. Uh, I just want to see them expand on it, keep improving it, and uh, I'll be there for it. Um, so. Uh, yeah, like hopefully we get another twenty years, you know. And uh, at like, I had a lot of criticism about Halo Infinite uh, as multiplayer. Like it lacks content, it lacks maps, it lacks modes. Some of these challenges are awful uh, mm-hmm. in the cosmetics, but like, it's still definitely a good game because I have plenty of other games to play right now. Between Game Pass and the ones I've bought this year, like I have plenty. But sure. uh, this is the only one where I was like, "Hey, uh, I, you know, I'm I have these criticisms, but I've played over seventy five hours of this game in three weeks, so I must be enjoying it." Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll keep we'll keep following it. If you want want to see more updates on on Halo, keep it here. And at Halo Spotlight. And at Halo Spotlight. Ooh. uh all right everyone so we're gonna burn through the news stories real quick because we've are we've definitely done our two and a half hours and we don't want a four-hour show like last week yep agreed (laughs) anytime we bring on guests man it's always a ride yeah uh it's a good show it goes over time yeah yep uh so first story is halo related uh all right there are, the Xbox shortages are so bad that at the Pro Halo uh, HCS Halo Championship Series tournaments, they mm. have to use development kits and put them in retail mode. Whoa. Yep. All <laughs> yep. right. Sure. So, uh, yeah. I can assure you the dev kit plays exactly the same as a regular kit. <laughs> Thank you for that perspective. Yes. Um, All right. 
All right, so wow. next Halo. Alright, uh, are there any other Halo ones? No, there are no other Halo ones. Uh, so, we have the PC specs for Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake Intergrade. Uh, that's coming out in next month, I believe. Uh, it's on Epic Game Store, so up until you get to the video card, it's pretty reasonable. Okay. So, the recommended specs run it at 1440p or max of 4K. Uh, an Intel i7-3770. That's, that's an oldie. That's uh, All right. 2013, I think. 12 gigs of RAM. They expected uh, more than that in almost every gaming PC. 100 gigs mm-hmm. of hard drive space. Doesn't matter what kind. Okay. But the recommended graphics card is a 1080. Ooh. All right. So that means, like, that's... Nowadays, that's still a potent card even now and an expensive one right so, because of the shortages right that's what makes this interesting so uh yeah if you want to get that game on pc and max it out you're gonna be spending some money well yeah which i do not intend to <laughs> but oh i i played through it on ps4 and 5 that was enough i hope i yeah i hope people who are looking to play that game are able to. Uh, good luck to everyone. <laughs> I did share a Halo-related story in the chat. I guess you can see it. All right, hold on. Let's watch. My, let's, I want more Halo news. Give me more Halo news. Oh, I thought. Oh, were... yeah. I see. <laughs> Wait, I I thought, didn't they confirm not like a while ago, though? Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that, huh? Yeah, Halo TV series will not be canon. Um, so... Okay. Yeah, That's it'll fine. exist in its own universe, so now I have an excuse to not have to get a Paramount Plus subscription, so thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna watch it out of curiosity, but I'm just gonna wait till it's all on Paramount Plus and then get a free trial. Just binge. Yeah, just okay. Yo, we can't even get Paramount Plus in the UK, so... <sighs> wow. Well, I, I know what your solution... I have your solution. Run a VPN and then use a free trial. I mean, that's one way to do it. There's other ways we can get you the show. <laughs> yeah. Or, so uh, we, gave we do not. <laughs> we uh, do not. Uh, so speaking of things tangentially related to Halo, uh, Bungie's head of HR has decided to step down following yeah. last week's news story. Um, so uh, she's... She, uh, that a bunch of sleazy shit was going down at Bungie, but it's been slowly but surely going away over the past year or two. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, head of HR, Gail DeHaunt, is stepping down from her role at the company after more than 14 years. Uh, she says she wants to do everything in her power to make sure everyone who works has a safe, welcoming environment. She cited the need for the company's team, uh, company's people, to move forward with a membership largely comprised of people new to Bungie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they need to be trusted to be your advocates, not labeled as enablers or seen as a company resources who provide bad actors with safe harbor. Uh, she says. Uh, that she mentioned her time to Bungie had included working through deeply challenging interpersonal conflicts, including termination of employees for performance, bad behaviors, and discrimination for racism and sexual harassment. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this included reporting her own abuser, a man, an executive, and someone who thought he was his friend. Res- um, resulted in Bungie firing him. I'm proud of the work I did at this company. I believe I made recommendations that were in the best interest of our people and in service of the company we wish to become. I also believe we made some mistakes and that to become the better version of ourselves, the company, I know we can be. We have to acknowledge and uh, comfort them in good faith and grow together. Um, It comes after an extensive report that we went over last week of Bungie's work culture, which spanned a long history of Saxum. Sexism, boys club culture, crunch, and HR protection of abusers for more than a decade. Uh, It also details Bungie's more recent efforts to turn that culture around, including quietly removing a number of harmful individuals from the company the past few years and starting a bunch of initiatives to get more minorities and voices into the company. Bungie did not respond to requests for comment on IGN's article that this was. Okay. So, um, you know, good. You know, that's a company that needs those fresh voices and, you know, they need people who've been getting people who haven't been in the situation for the entire time, I feel will Mm -hmm. really uh, help uh, uh, the company. So Absolutely. uh, Yep. I wish the best for those guys. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Hold on one sec. Okay. Right, so there we go. Uh, all right. So we have next up. Uh, does anyone else have a take on Bungie and this story? No. Okay. Nope. Mm, no takes. Other than you know, it's uh, it's good to see stuff's actually being done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. So next story is uh. So this past week, Microsoft put out a documentary series uh regarding the history of the Xbox. Uh, It's called Power On. And they decided to put out a series of posters with it, uh, one for each episode. And one of those posters is of the Red Ring of Death. Yeah. I I want to buy one so badly. (laughs) You want one? I want one. It's funny. Man, people were... I saw this on a Twitter thread. People were pissed that they were doing that. (laughs) I thought it was funny. I mean, it is funny, but I'm also like, I don't know why you would want this poster. Because it's just a weird part of Xbox history and and memory. Like all those hours you didn't play your Xbox because you got the Red Ring of Death. I guess towel tricking. Yeah, it just seems like a it seems like a funny fan thing to do in your own like fan shop. Like here's a picture, here's a picture of a poorly drawn Xbox covered in towels. It's weird to be coming from Xbox. I, I think they yeah, kind like, of ah, check yeah. out the Red Ring of Death. Um, I think remember just... that time we screwed a bunch of you out of money. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They they didn't screw you out of money. They uh they because I got a check from Microsoft because I because uh, I had I went through five Xboxes, uh, mm-hmm. five broken ones, seven in total. Right. Um, so seven. Yes, because I got my sixth one, which was the working one, but then I sold that to Macaluso to get a Slim. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had, so my seventh Xbox was my last one. Um, gotcha. And uh, it's it was this thing where, you know, I, I think it's a part of their history that they have to acknowledge and really go through. And 
Uh, as for yes, as, yes. As for you know, I, in two thousand seven, that what they did is okay. We're extending the warranty another three years, and mm-hmm. Red Ring of Death is repaired one hundred percent for free, no matter what. And if you paid for a repair at any point, then we're gonna send you a check and refund you. Um, right. Which yeah, class move uh, that they did that at the time. Yeah, it was fucking annoying at the time for sure. But um, I think it's a part, you know, obviously you're doing a documentary series on the history and no, that... the, the documentary series part is um, not the problem. Like, it's... like, obviously they need to they need to acknowledge that and talk about what happened uh, in design process and mm-hmm. and how they reacted to it and how support handled it. Like there is absolutely good stuff to cover there. The poster is weird. The poster yeah, is and... weird, but it's also they're using the cover they use for each episode and that's the cover for that episode. And in that yeah. in that context, it makes sense. Yeah. I just yeah. But the other thing is too is while reimbursement is fine and all, it's kind of hard to reimburse somebody for the time spent that you know they they went to buy what they thought was a quality product and then it breaks yeah, down. that that I agree too. with. And you have to go through the headache of oh six to eight more weeks to ship it to ship it back, and it's just it'd be kind of like. Apple making a poster of like a crap phone screen and then mm-hmm. trying to sell that poster. That's what, like, that's the comparison I can think of. I think that w- or a poster of the, uh, of the, uh, oh, what was it? The, not the Blackberry, their version of the Blackberry that was like really bad. Uh, Zoom? No, 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 Zoom was Microsoft. This was Apple. This was like, oh, Apple. Uh, uh, used to know what it was. Wasn't the, was it the Palm Pilot? No. No, no idea. idea. Anyway, they also have another poster that uh, highlights what happened at their first E3 uh, that says, and it didn't turn on because yeah. uh, their first E3 presentation. I'm not sure how far y- all y'all have gotten in that documentary series yet, but um, I finished it, and during their first E3, they go to turn it on, and it didn't turn on. Right. Um, yeah, and I that, watched the whole thing, and I remember that. So. Yeah, like <laughs> God, I remember, I was watching with Stephanie, my roommate, and she like, the like she looks at me with like horror, like what that fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Another funny story from watching that documentary series with my roommate, she had never until this documentary seen an original Xbox. Fuck that, I find interesting. Yeah, it was just like, wait, that was the original Xbox. That's what it looked like. And I'm like, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, you've never seen an original Xbox? <laughs> I'm like, she's like, no, I had, a, PS, I had a PS2. Outlived. And some of them have actually outlived their 360 counterparts and still work to this day. Yeah, but the, Interestingly enough, yeah. the batteries on the motherboards that keep time are going bad on a lot of them. Aww. So if you buy one, you the have to go inside it and rip out the battery or it will fuck it up because it'll leak battery acid onto the motherboard. Uh... Um... At least in some units. There are some units where they're fine. Um, or, you know, be an adult, play everything on PC. There are some yeah. Xbox games you cannot play on PC, like Ninja Gaiden or Crimson Skies. Uh, can. Mm. Just takes a little work to do the port, to do the emulator, but it is doable. Uh, Parker, I don't think you know how emulators work, the way you talk about them. I know how my SNES emulator works. Yeah, that's an SNES, like... The 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 newer the console is, like the, the harder it is to 
emulate, yes. Yeah, and like the sh- typically there are problems. Like I have a GameCube emulator, and it works well most of the time. Oh, I'm 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 just being a PC asshole, dude. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware of the fact that just because I can, it's not a simple oh download, plug and play. I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a no. Fuck you. This is not easy to do. But yes, I can technically do it. Whereas, you, you, you can know, you can make it happen, but and even then, it doesn't always run as or look as good as it does on like. Not. Yeah, like there there are problems. Hmm. But whatever console peasants go, this console's better. Well, objectively speaking, no. <laughs> I, I, because of this whole video card problem over the past year, I have really learned to appreciate my consoles for certain things. Oh, like, absolutely. Like the fact that, oh hey, I don't have to worry about it crashing. I don't have to really worry about the performance of the game for the most part. Like mm-hmm. it just it just goes, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and like like I said, I have a very good PC, even if the video card's starting to be a little dated. Um, yeah, I so. got a 2080, so I'm I'm not in a hurry to upgrade or move on. I'm I am on a 1080 and use and like I'm on a I have a 1440p monitor and it is re game starting to get really taxing. Yeah, Oof. and you also got a, but you also got a Series X, so yeah, like I'm not. You can probably pull out to the 40 series too. Yeah, if anything, I'm actually looking to get a 4K capture card so I can, you know, yeah, yep, so I can always be, um, uh, always be using my consoles. So right. anyway, I don't know. I thought this was funny. I want to buy one. I actually, like. I think it's super funny. All right. I mean. IGN's old Xbox podcast used to be called Three Red Lights. That's true. Uh, all right, so got a little bit of PlayStation news here before the uh, biggest news story of the week. Okay. Uh, PlayStation acquires its fifth studio, Valkyrie Entertainment. Ooh. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment is known for being like co-assisting teams. They co-assisted on God of War, Forza Motorsport 7, Halo Infinite, um, and they also uh, have worked on a couple other games, but it's mostly like co-assisting duties. Right. Really what it is. Okay. Um, as for... This is the uh, this is after Sony picked up Housemark, the Returnal and Resogun developers in July... Uh, and Fire Sprite, the Playroom and Persistence developers, along with Bluepoint Games, the Shadow of the Colossus and Demon Souls remake people. Right. So they were going out and buying studios just like Microsoft did. Um, mm-hmm. They're just picking up ones that aren't as high profile. Uh, which right. I don't know if the point of that is like they just want to try and max you know, match Microsoft studio output or if they think they have the ability to develop talent better. So they don't need to go out and buy, you know, a double fine or go out and buy a um, playground games, for example. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is that they have, they do have some 
heavy hitters for first party developers. So they, they, uh, you know, they think they can develop that talent. To, and they, to they want to, they want to continue uh, to try and dominate the AAA space as much as it can. So why not get people to help make that happen? Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um. Yeah. So and and they, you know, and I, I think that this year might have finally gotten Sony to pay attention to that that oh okay we do have competition because you know Microsoft really really showed up this past year with Psychonauts and Halo and Forza and you know Game Pass and like it, it always seemed like there was positive buzz for Microsoft going on sure uh, yeah so all that being said they they were able to hang on by putting out Ratchet and Clank which uh we're going to see when Game of the Years start rolling around yep. uh, how much it cleans up. But yep. it, I think that's a big front runner. And uh, I know it's only a timed exclusive, but uh, Deathloop was GameSpot's Game of the Year, which has currently I, locked PlayStation. I got it. Right. That's right. It's also locked to PlayStation right now. So so for the... So, this, so they're doing well, but uh, yeah, there's... They're, they're showing up their defenses. Yes. Which that's... Uh, so yeah, uh, and they did not make a new announcement today, so you know how you can remove the shell on the PS5 mm-hmm. that you have to do install the hard drive? So they're, they're doing colored ones now. All right. Uh, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, Galactic Purple, Black, and Red. All right. Uh, sure. they'd, they'd, uh, they'd want to help people get actual consoles rather than covers for the consoles. <laughs> Dude... <laughs> Yeah, I I actually haven't had that much trouble getting PlayStations for people. Xboxes, I've had a little trouble, unless you want a Series S. And video cards have literally been impossible. Video cards are just a mess. It's like, um, you know, I got uh, suspended on Twitter for 12 hours. (laughs) Because of uh, my comment on that video card video that went around the internet. Okay. So there's this video that got real popular on Twitter this week of a dude showing off his mining farm. Excuse me, one-fourth of his mining farm. Yeah. Uh, And it's like hundreds of like 3080s and and like 3070s and up. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a bunch of people saying mean stuff to him. They probably got temporary banned too. Uh, I just read a comment. I was so mad when I saw that. I just commented, I hope you get hit by a bus. Um, uh, yeah. Like, just, I'm so oh, dumb. Oh, playing the gray area. Well, I'm not really wishing death on him. I just, you know, I, uh, ends up in the hospital with a few broken bones from a bus accident. It's not <laughs> quite the same as death. Yeah. Oh. Just lots of pain. I hope someone goes. I know hospital pain, motherfucker. I yeah, I do. Thank you. I hope you get forty-five days and can't get discharged the whole time. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like a fair punishment. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I hope someone goes and steals all your video cards. There you Um, go. No, just I'm so. What a pain. If there's two things I am done with, it is scalpers and crypto miners. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck crypto miners. I'm... And I'm not just saying that because I'm mad because I didn't think to get in on that sooner. It, it really is. It, it, it's the it, 
it's one of the failures of the free market is the crypto mining right now and the scalpers. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of the bad aspects of it because it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go get this video card just so I can mine a bunch of imaginary currency and then just make a bunch of money for myself to buy more video cards, to mine more fake currency, to make more money. And it's, it's an endless cycle of this. It is. It is. The lightest tech tips talked about it. I'm just, and I'm so frustrated by it. And like, it's just, and the, and I'm going to be honest, South Park said it right uh, in their post COVID episode where mm-hmm. it was just like, uh, Bitcoin uh, or Ethereum, because uh, in the future, we no longer trust Big Bang. We trust uh, Ponzi schemes more than Big Bangs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's and that's not you know the, any crypto investors watching this. You know, that's that's your business to spend your money where you want. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the the real money is in silver. And I'm not saying this to suddenly peddle the guys that I buy from. Which, by the way, I'll put a link in the chat. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but no, this is this is just simple fact. Silver is a conductive is a conductive metal that is used in video cards, and your your crypto wallet. You know, you can get five billion crypto coins, right? Well, that doesn't work without electricity, and electricity doesn't really work without conductive metals such as copper, silver, or gold. So, it shouldn't take a genius to figure out where the future. Uh, is that so if you can get some silver because once it starts to slow down again soon then you know you can probably sell it for a chunk of change or you could probably just take it and say hey just grab a bag grab your little baggie of silver and slap it down at your computer store and say i'd like five graphics cards please not only that but melt it down and you get your own graphics card from your own silver that you stored up not only that but like dude it uses so much energy like, yeah, like it's uh, so bad for the environment too. Like, I, I like the idea of crypto. I just the implementation and all this. Yeah, I, I like I like the idea of a money that's actually backed by something. Yeah, that's cool. It's just the, the implementation is shit. Um, right. yeah. The the uh, by the but back to the original topic. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, these these PlayStation covers. They also are doing controllers of the same color color. And uh, these things are ridiculously overpriced for what are essentially two sheets of plastic. Yay! How much? They're didn't they? Uh... Go on, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, they're fifty-five dollars. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say I'm sure um it was like last year or something. Sony sued and shut down a website that was selling uh yeah. PS5 covers. Yep. Cool. So um yeah no like I. David Jaffe put it directly right. Oh, these are so cool. $55? Fuck you, Sony. <laughs> um, yep. I will say the purple controller looks really good. I I need a second PlayStation controller, so I might get one of those. Um, okay. Yeah, so... Anyway. Uh-huh. Ooh, Lord. Uh, so, uh, going down the, the news next... Alan Wake 2 will be the most beautiful Remedy game ever made. Uh, they are reusing the Northlight engine that they used in Quantum Break and the Alan Wake remaster and control, and they're going to make a gorgeous uh, sequel to Alan Wake. All right. So, like, 
well-deserved sequel, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through like I'm going through the series in order right now. Like I'm gonna, I'm going through. So I'm playing the remaster of Alan Wake on um uh and on Xbox, and I'm gonna do the DLC as well, and then I'm gonna do all of Control and all the DLC before Alan Wake Two is out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And also saying that Alan Wake 2 is going to be pretty is uh, saying something, given that they're coming off of control. Right. The game, the, the first game that made my 1080 go, oh, buddy, <laughs> I am not like that was the, that game and Red Dead Redemption 2 are the first two games like I hit with my 1080 that were just like, so we need to have a talk. <laughs> right. Yep. So, yep. Uh, all right. So uh, our entire community has been thoroughly gripped by Final Fantasy XIV in some ex- to some extent, it seems. Speak for yourselves. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're weird still playing that Star Wars one, buddy, but I respect it. Uh, you know, no cute times, just saying. Lots of cool story content. That's true. No cute times. There's no cute times for Destiny either, so... You know. <laughs> I would also wait until February when the next uh, Swotor expansion drops because that's going to change everything. Oh, perfect timing. I'll be playing Witch Queen. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Good Lord. All right. So, uh, Endwalker. You know, you I'm going to go start my own channel. With Blackjack <laughs> and Hookers. Yep. Um, you know, the channel. God. That, that'll be the name of the channel with Blackjack and Hookers. Yeah, I'm gonna call it Super Gamecraft with Blackjack and Hooker. There you go, perfect. <laughs> Just Wonderful. Like, how do we compete with that? <laughs> Shit. That's the best part. You don't. Uh, Hookers and Blackjack is our yeah. new channel name. Yep. All right. So, uh, Square Enix has temporarily suspended sales of Final Fantasy XIV and disabled the game for trial players. Yeah, that is. Uh. As an outsider who has not touched that game but has some familiarity with MMOs, uh, I have to say, from an objective standpoint, that is um, not only impressive, but that's pretty awesome for them to get that popular. So, well done. Good mm-hmm. game. It sucks for the trial people, but, like, wow. Like, man, there are people, lots of people are playing this game. Yep. Uh, free trial players are only able to log in at extremely late at night or very early morning. Uh, yep. They've suspended new registration of the free trial and new registration for uh, the game itself, for the starter edition or the complete edition. <laughs> um, <Just> incredible. <laughs> it has helped the queues a little bit. Instead of being 3,000 yesterday afternoon, it was 1,000 yesterday. Exactly, afternoon. right? Yep. Um... <laughs> I I actually just wrapped up the Heaven's Ward main story and first patch. Um, I'm probably going to keep playing it off and on. I might stream it, you know. That's what I've been thinking about doing. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's that. This is the only. This is only the second time I've ever seen this happen for an MMO. The first time was with original WoW way back in the day. They had to stop. Wow. Sell, they had to stop sending copies to stores. Um, because that's how you bought games back in the day. To, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the good old days. Yeah. Yep. So to. <laughs> so yeah, that's holy shit, dude. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's going good over there. It is. Um, 
yeah, no, uh, d good for them. I, I, I'm, I'm glad because maybe I'll be able to actually play it during a reasonable hour, once in a while. Right. Instead of, yeah. Instead of having to log in at a uh, freaking uh, eleven at night. Yep. So, all right, uh, Aaron, you got a take on that? Anyone have any other takes on that? Uh, I, I beat Endwalker last night or yesterday afternoon. What, uh, was it as amazing as you hoped it would be? Oh yeah, that was good. You, you again. This this MMO is more RPG than MMO, and you got to be into that story. But if you're into that story, ooh, that yeah, was so, so good. I, I, okay, so now that your story is opened up, uh, when you come into Swotor, uh, when I care about Star story. Wars again. Okay, we should care about Star Wars now. Book of Boba Fett comes out next week. Uh, that's great. You're gonna like play the, a bounty hunter now. How the the sequels ruined me so bad. I I understand they made some good stuff with Mandalorian. I'm yeah. I know so I'm sure the Favreau, Clone Wars and all that's good. Favreau and Filoni are in charge of Lucasfilm now at this point. So. Right. And the best decision ever was so, so they made it so good. So how about you forget this Star Wars stuff, Aaron, and just uh, hop into Destiny Witch Queen with me in February. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> let's do it. I have, guys, I have so much to do in Final Fantasy. I can't, I, I don't, I got to get all these jobs leveled up. I have a bunch of dungeons I haven't done. There's a bunch of stuff no, I've got. Well, well, like I said, February, so that's that's two months. Dedicated. You only have to do that if you're dedicated to endgame. Oh. This isn't even endgame. This is just experiencing what the game has to offer beyond like the end stuff. I, I, oh, oh, and you still haven't done Star Trek yet. You call yourself a Star Trek fan. I, and you still I played some Star Trek online a while ago on my PS yeah, whatever. That's, that's not the same game. Well, that's, that's even, probably for the better. It's a PS9 expansion. You'd absolutely love it. Well, that sounds oh, fantastic. Uh, they actually, now, actually, since I brought it up, I do want to point out. So they did actually recreate um, the entire set of DS9. Uh, oh, so, so it, it exists so, as an in-game replica you can walk on. So what I'm saying is, is uh, hey, two months should be enough time to do, or two months and like a week should be enough time to do all of that before Witch Queen is out. If there saying. were zero other games coming out, yes, I would agree. But I am, I am catching up on a bunch of games right now, uh, and then oh man, so many games are coming out in the early next year. There's Horizon, Gran Turismo, Uncharted, Witch Queen. Um, well, I actually, I, I actually started to get the list ready for next year. So this is the stuff that has confirmed release dates at the beginning of next year. That is high profile. Okay. Uh, the Uncharted uh, PS5 versions. Mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon Arceus. Mm -hmm. Windjammers 2. Mm -hmm. Crossfire X. Right. Horizon 2, mm -hmm. Elden Ring, mm -hmm. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, uh, Gran Turismo 7, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, Stalker 2, and mm -hmm. the new version of GTA 5. And <laughs> the Old Republic Legacy of the Sith. Right. So, yes. High profile. Uh, yes. Spartan, yes. we haven't heard from you in a minute. No, it's all right. <laughs> Can you take on any of these MMOs we're discussing, or is it no? There is only Halo. Uh, I don't really 
play MMOs. I used to play WoW for a bit. Um, used to play Final Fantasy fourteen for a bit. Mm. Um, play any Destiny? That I just didn't quite tickle your. Feet. I used to play Destiny one and Destiny two like a hell of a lot, but I just don't have the time to sink into MMOs anymore. To be honest, yeah, um, that's that's fair. Yeah, fair. I play like I I also play games as my job, so it's kind of like. I, I don't really like playing too much outside of work. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Uh, there got to a point with Gamer Access where I did kind of, like, drift away from games a little bit, but, you know, well, drift away more than you could for someone who was reviewing them every week. Right. Um, yeah, know. it's weird. When video games turn into your job, they yep. become less enjoyable. Very <laughs> curious to see how it's going to be once doing Twitch full-time. Of course, that said, if I did a if I scored a QA job at uh, Cryptic or at uh, Bioware for Swotor STO, I'd probably just settle into that for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I look at like certain studios that I'm a big fan of. Uh, yeah, same same thing. Like, like if I got that job at Bungie, I would have very much been, you know, like fuck yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, can I just claim your residence so I can get a job at Bungie, at, uh, Bungie as a QA tester? <laughs> sure. So I move in with you or anything. Yeah, no. All right. All right. So uh, I think... Your IP address says Idaho. Ah, oh, shit. I forgot. You know, it's, I'm, it's I'm weird. Ru I'm running a VPN. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like to be very safe with my internet. Okay. Well, we need you to download shit in a timely manner. Turn it off. Eh, well, we'll figure Ooh, it downloads out. at three hundred. It downloads faster over the VPN. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> to to be fair, my work says a bunch of shit that I'm not supposed to do with the internet all the time, and I do it anyway. So whatever. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know anything about how the internet works. Uh oh. Um. Yeah, no, I, I've talked to our IT professionals, and I feel like the Ron Swanson meme of "I know more than you." <laughs> <laughs> Which so. is what would make doing something at a at a video game company that difficult, that much more difficult. Right. So, uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, we're going to skip what we've been playing this week because we've already hit the three-hour mark. Uh, yes. So I want to thank uh, Parker and uh, the writing Spartan here for coming on. Uh, you know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you, were, you were a killer. Uh, so... Uh, Parker, uh, why don't you promote your book? I'm giving you 30 seconds. Go. Do it. Uh, yeah, so I am an original sci-fi conspiracy thriller published author. My book is on Amazon. Um, you get a link in the chat. And uh, I'm currently finishing up the audiobook editing process, hoping to have that completed and out before the end of the year. And then we can, uh, you know, set aside some time to promote that so yeah there it is check it out buy it support my work please support independent authors and because you know unless you want more guard from mainstream media that's more of the same and well mm -hmm. yeah yeah my uh, story is just a good story I, I don't try to be preachy i don't try to be in your face about what I'm trying to say. I, I just try to get back to that classic storytelling of good characters and story. All right. Thank you. Nice. Good. Go, go pick up his book. That was awesome. cool. 
And then uh, Mr. Wright and Spartan, uh, wh- where can people find you? What, what, tell us about the Halo Spotlight. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, Halo Spotlight is a community-driven and community-focused Halo website that I made back in... Wow, it's been a year already. Um, <laughs> last year. Yeah. Um, it's basically a place where people can submit uh, any and all creations um, from the Halo community, be it artwork, Forge creations, uh, machinimas, videos, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the whole point of the website is to try and help people get seen by other people in the community. Um, I, I've been involved with the Halo community for a long time, so it's kind of my way of helping give back and helping other people out. Um, so you can find that at... UK. Um, I'll, I'll pop a link. Yeah, oh, okay. It's already been popped in. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got HaloSpotlight.com. Um, you can find it on Twitter. Uh, it's at Halos underscore Spotlight. Because um, Halo Spotlight was already taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, my, my, uh, my Twitter is um, at writing underscore Spartan as well. Uh, if any folks want to uh, send any creations to me directly. Mm-hmm. That's the place to do it. Hell yeah! Cool. Bookmarking it now. Yep, oh, I appreciate that. Rad. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely hit you up when we start uh, doing the next LPs. Uh, Hell yeah! Awesome. All right, uh, all right, guys. Well, it's been a good show. Uh, Parker and uh, Spartan, thanks guys for coming on. Here's it, Rad. No problem. Thanks for the invite again. Yeah, uh, and uh, Aaron and I will be back next week with uh, HR Ninja and Emily for our uh, top 10 games of 2021. Uh, so, yeah, get, get in there, get excited. Uh, <laughs> you know, We love you guys, as always. Uh, follow us on Spotify and Full Apple speed. Podcasts and Amazon. Um, and, uh, yeah, have a good day. Have a good week, you guys.